Hello, good evening, and thank you for waiting patiently for Garblad Games. Um, my very great apologies. My super spiffy mega studio that's now a week old decided that tonight was the night it would stop working. So I'm back on the sofa with hey, hey. the role-playing books behind me and the black Pegasic unicorn thing. But that's irrelevant because we're here tonight to play Wild Sea. It's a fantastic Kickstarter. I think the moment I saw it, I went, I'm back in that. And just leapt on it because it just looks so amazing. It's just got the right blend of crazy and simple that just makes me super happy. So the Wild Sea is a world in which there's been an apocalypse, but the apocalypse is one that they call the Verdancy. And in the Verdancy, trees took over. Uh, an explosion of greenery and growth popped up and covered the entire world. So the whole world is covered by what they call the Wild Sea, which is actually trees and vines and leaves. And the characters are all sailors on top of this ocean of tree. Now, the few remaining mm -hmm. patches of land are called ridges and the dwellers thereon are called ridgebacks. Um, there are occasional bits of land or ships or things from the old world that get thrown up out of the verdancy. And those are called spits, which is another place where people live. Some people have taken to inhabiting the tallest of the trees that grow up out of the others in enormous tree houses. And they're called shanklings. Now, Roger chose to play one of those because he liked the sound of the word shankling. He didn't actually know what it meant, but he went for it anyway. We didn't know what any of it meant then. Nobody knew what any of it meant. And that's great because people made choices based on like very, very tiny little snippets of information. So we've got some unique and innovative races in the Wild Sea, which I'll get my players to tell you a little bit about in a minute and what they're playing. Uh, we just want to give a big shout out to the guys and their Discord from Wild Sea for producing such a gorgeous game. And massive congratulations to 750% funding on their Kickstarter. So much for producing a nice, easy little book. All those stretch goals that need filling in, but their stretch goals are all really respectable ones. So there's like pay our artists more money and stuff like that, oh, which is cool. really, really hmm. good thing to be doing with your Kickstarter stretch goals and your audience have clearly approved, improved, uh, approved of it. So we've got some slightly funky dice rolling mechanics. Uh, we have a D6-based dice pool system based on an edge, a skill, and an advantage. So if you have an edge, there are six edge. These are like your stats in normal games. Haha, <laughs> normal. But they've all got funky names. So we have grace, which is elegance and precision. Iron, which is force, determination, willpower. Instinct, which is instinct, to be fair. Sharps, which I thought at first was going to be like all about sword fighting and stuff, but is actually logic, wit, and planning. Teeth, which is your savagery, passion, and destruction. Tides, which is your sort of stat for exploration, learning, and law. And veils, which is your sneaky secrecy, ciphers, and secret codes stuff. So you take your edge. If you think your edge applies to a dice roll, you argue your case. You add a skill. Uh, players have got a whole buttload of skills because you start with about between six and 12 skills or thereabouts and then you have advantages which you get during character creation and they can either be gear based 
or they can be character-based traits, or you can have little companions as well, which are all very funky. So we've got some of those coming up too. And then you roll your dice pool of however many dice you've got. If you roll a six, it's a complete success. If you roll a four or a five, it's a success, but there's a drawback that comes along with it. And if you roll a one, two or three, it's a disaster. Should <laughs> no, you get doubles? No, no, just fail, just disaster. Oh no, disaster, we're going <laughs> okay, straight cool. to disaster. No, just failing. A narrative complication. Not like, you know, you explode yeah, in yeah. a cloud of moths or something that terrible. If you get double on your dice roll, um, it has a twist which throws an unexpected outcome into it. Now, if you succeed and get doubles, so if you get doubles and, and a triumph, then you can throw in the twist. And if I succeed, if you fail and get a double, then I will throw in a twist to confuse things. We got two other little mechanics to think about very, very quickly. Cut and impact. Cut means that you can either increase the difficulty of something or increase the effect of something. So if you choose to do cut, it means that you're making it more difficult for yourself to get more precision or greater impact. And when you cut a dice, um, you drop the highest dice, however much cut you've got. So if you've got one dice of cut, you drop the highest die. Two dice, the two highest, and so on. And impact is a measure of how effective your action is. Uh, four levels of impact, low impact, you know, it works just about. Normal impact, it works completely. High impact, damn, that's good. And massive impact, which is usually reserved for sort of ship-sized things. Ships. Okay, so that's a, a sort of brief overview of what we've got. And joining us tonight, we have got quite a big group of players, so many that they don't even fit on my tiny, pathetic little laptop screen. And I will get them to introduce themselves now. So I'm going to start with Roger. Hi, I'm Roger. I am playing Revan Malik, the ardent shankling hacker. Uh, ardent is a word for human. So I am just a human guy who likes to be high up. Pete. I'm Barnes Bulawayo, a Gow Ridgeback Dredger, a fungal mountain explorer in English. <laughs> there we go, Zika. Hello, I'm Telecris Bidborn. I'm a rattlehead. I make things and people need to like me. Everyone needs to like me. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Dan. I'm playing uh, Tech Zass, and I'm an ardent root rootless slinger, so I like to shoot things. Leon. Hi, I'm uh, Mai Hugh, and I'm an Ectus, which is a breed of cactus person. Um, so I'm very tall, very, very prickly, uh, weirdly shaped bulbousy parts, and I'm a rootless hunter. And last but not least, we got Jim. Yeah, I'm playing uh, Beckart Stort, an Argent, uh, sorry, an Ardent Ridgeback Corsair. So I'm basically a uh, a barbarian of the mountains, uh, a mountain man. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so that's who we've got. And what we're going to be playing tonight is a little adventure that I call The Hunt for Kizilekem which takes place in the Coriolis Vortex, which is a reach of my own devising that I got inspired to make as soon as I started reading through the Quick Start Guide. 
Um, Coriolis Vortex is a collection of spits, the little islands floating on the treetops, spread around a central ridge peak called Distrain. And there's an unusual number of spits, about nine of them. Sometimes they're called the Nylands for nine islands. We got thick sequoia trees, heavily wrapped in bands of ivy. Some of the ivy is as thick around as a man. Um, there are also a number of mega high, mega high, mega cypress and great pine communities, which is where the Shanklings are living. And the trees grow in a kind of unusual spiral around the mountain, which gives trade routes that go quicker one way than the other. So if you're sailing clockwise, which is Dussel around the mountain, it's much quicker than if you sail anti-clockwise or Widdishins around the mountain. Uh, the, the background to the story here is that 50 years ago, a Leviathan rose from the darkness under eaves, a huge crocodilian serpent of incredible size by the name of Kizil Ekem which trashed many of the trade routes, destroyed two whole spits entirely, and then was driven back by an alliance of hunters. There have been numerous sightings of Kizilekem in that, since that time, most of which are unverified. Sometimes a trader disappears without a trace. A small settlement reports the loss of their hunters. And, but most people believe that Kizilekem is long dead, killed by the hunters that drove it back into the darkness under eaves, which is the depths of the undergrowth. There is, however, one eccentric and very, very wealthy old trader, a man by the name of Ramasag Damalan, who has long since retired to an estate house on Distrain, but he funds the building of ships and has created a loose coalition of hunters, bravos and fortune seekers called the Snake Watch. Some of them are genuine and do actually care about trying to hunt down leviathans of the deep. Others have just cashed in on his generosity to become raiders, parasites, or traders of their own rights, which has led to some conflict between the Snake Watch and a sort of police organization calling themselves the Sequoian Guard. What was All his right. name again, sorry? Ramasag Damalan. Ramasag Damalan. A ding dong. <laughs> Okay. So our adventure begins. Just shoot down to that. A bit of music. <laughs> Should we point out that it is uh, Dragan or Zeka or Naradnik Zeka's first time joining us as a player here on the channel? Welcome. Thank you for yes. joining us. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's first time playing online. So, yeah. It's I'm totally virgin now. <laughs> wow, baptism by fire. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So oh I forgot about your ship. How silly of me. Who wants to tell him about the ship? The Hunter's Moon. Yeah. It is a two forward sweeping bladed catamaran wings curved out from a central hull festooned with rigging and lanterns, driven by an underslung longjaw, which is a giant chainsaw, right? The Hunter's Moon rides the top of the World Sea, a fast moving survey and lookout vehicle. Um, so it is. And it is maintained by a pack of lemurs. <laughs> lemurs. Yeah, yeah. 
And now the lemurs like... actually serve a very important purpose uh, in that one of the great threats of the wild sea is things like fungal spores and growths. And there's, there's nothing wrong with fungus. And... There is when it eats your ship. Wow. And the lemurs eat bugs. So if you start to get termite infestations, those lemurs are actually really useful. So you have a little pack of lemurs on the ship, oh, which excellent. stop bugs getting in because your seals on the ship aren't exactly great. You have seals and lemurs. No, you don't have seals. <laughs> seals is a well measure done, of how Roger. well excellent. protected your ship is against um, the things coming in from the outside. Which apparently, according to our profile of our ship, is non-existent. Yep, you have zero seals. So, uh, uh, Narad Nigzeka, you have a re-roll from Safinio already. So I should point out to our new viewers that if you spend a 1,000 Garblag groats, then you can get a, give a player a re-roll. And if you spend 2,000 Garblag groats, which you don't want to do, you can give our Firefly a re-roll. Except I am a real soft touch and tend to use it to your advantage, whereas I should do it like Pete does and use it to shoot arrows into Roger. Yes, do that. I was going to say, I don't think there's any the, GM irony, the irony of Pete saying don't, <laughs> don't give the GM re rolls. He's yeah. begging for them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, well, I'm on a different side of the screen now, aren't I? <laughs> but I don't think there are GM rolls in this game. No, that's true. There, I suppose there are. Um, yeah, but he can make us re-roll. Can force well. us also re-roll. I can force re-rolls from you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I can roll uh, re-roll for sort of oppositional circumstances. So should you come up against something that wants to have a bit of a scrap with you, mm. uh, I do get to roll oh, then okay. as well. We, we do have one in each. We do have one yeah. in each. I think, but we just got three in speed, two in swords, and two in armor. Is that right? Yeah. So we should have one seal and one stealth. Yeah. Oh, in which case, all of the stealth. other things would go up by one then. Okay. Cool. See, it's go. good to have people Four in the speed. audience that can correct Excellent. me. Excellent. So it's Hooray. fast. It is fast. Toothy. Uh, but, a little but, bit shooty. But falling apart. It's got a great big harpoon on it. No, it's not falling apart. You've got lemurs, so it won't fall apart. Oh, it's yeah. brand new. It's, it's got a bladed prow and a harpoon turret, as well as an yeah. observation platform and under thrash platform, which sounds awesome. Uh, is that a, like a leisure activity, the under thrash? No, the um, thrash is a level of the forest. The thrash is the bit that you um, float around on doing stuff. The topmost layer of the great iron-rooted trees that make up the wild sea. So under thrash would be like an underwater platform okay. in the water, oh, only gotcha. because it's trees that you're not going to suffocate down there. So basically, you, you go down few... under the chainsaw. Yeah, you can have a nice view of what's going on down underneath. What's going on down below. Okay. Giggity. <laughs> Bit of branch whip down there, surely. Not at the back of the chainsaw, there isn't. <laughs> no, just loads of leaves and debris. Yeah. <laughs> mulch whip. It's like standing behind a mulcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm hanging okay. out down there. I want mulch all over me. I'm a fungus. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ooh, our adventure mulching. begins in Cracktooth Port. Uh, where you are just finishing up some business that you've been attending to in town. It's one of the biggest trading ports on the whole of the Vortex and certainly the largest on Distrain. It's a central supply location, perfect for anybody who wants to get things on and off the mountain. So we trade there for um, Geep, which is a kind of hybrid sheep goat creature that they rear on the mountain. 
scrubby mountain plants, but then also all the goodness of the wild sea, the fruits, the trees, the wood, all the scavenged goodies that people can get their hands on. And you, you've got this ship, you've passed your interview and you've been awarded collectively the use of the hunter's moon by swearing that you will hunt down and find out any information about Kizil Ekem, the great snake of the seas. Mm. It's a, basically, it's a snake about the size of a train. Cool. Jeez. Big snake. Uh, Damalan has publicly stated that this is, this is his last ship. Now, if there's no evidence that comes from this one, he's packing it in. He's not going to start. He's not going to sponsor Snake Watch anymore. They're going to be on their own. And they can either be pirates, merchants, or rootless vagabonds for all he cares. This is the last shout. So people are kind of eyeing your ship with a, a curious sense of, is this the end of the gravy train? Or is this going to be the thing that makes it continue for many a long year? One of the issues that they've got is that few people have ever bothered to investigate an area of the Coriolis vortex called the Shade. The Shade is Widdershins of the Nylons and Distrain and is a sort of slightly manky, half-rotted, dead bit of woodland that's generally where outcasts, criminals, cannibal cults, the, the ne'er-do-wells of society go. People rarely use it. They will travel the slow way back through the Nylons rather than risk going through the Shade unless they're particularly daring. And yet that's where you've been asked to go. But as you make your way down to the port, before you can get back to your ship, there's a crash and some shouts from nearby. Look out, look out, it's gotten free. What's going on over there? I'll try and shout, but I've got quite a dry, dry voice as you can So tell. which direction has that come from? Is it kind of down towards where our ship is? It or is, is it down towards up? the docks. Yeah, there's a large commotion down and to your left um, around the docks. Now, you know that the docks are also a place where people will occasionally bring in livestock for fighting in the arenas. Oh, and good. look out, look out, it's gotten free. Suggest well, that, that, that direction might be the case here. To make sure that um, nothing's going to start tearing a hole in, in our, our fancy last ship for searching. If I got on top of one of the structures here, do I think I could see down into the docks area? Yes, you probably could. So let's make our first roll of the evening. Hey. hey. Okay, so, so I would like to climb the building. Right. What edges, skills and advantages do you have that would be appropriate here? So I have grace, which I think sounds like it'd be quite appropriate. Yeah. You know. um, I also have climb two. Splendid. So that's three dice to start off with. And what was the other thing? Advantage. Your your meteor thing. Uh, yes, I have rising if meteor, you want to which rising means I can meteor, sprint up a climbable surface. Even you can. You can walls. literally run up walls. But it's a tracked thing. So if you use it, you will use up one of the uses of it until you get to rest and refresh your track. So I believe it's a three track? Uh, four track. Four track. So you've got four uses of it before you have to rest and recuperate. 
I'm going to use one. Why not? That's the first thing. Let's go for it. Okay. So let's that will give you style. an additional D6. So that's 4D6 to roll then, please. Dun, 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 dun. So you charge at the nearest wall. Oh. Oh. Not only are you successful, but it's doubles on the success as well. Yeah. So you rush up the wall. And do you want to throw in something useful? Uh, yes, perhaps there is some scrap or something up there. Okay, so you go tearing up the side of a nearby lean-to and you find that you're on top of a warehouse and the warehouse keepers have been using the roof to store some scrap metal up there. So there is a couple of piles of rusted metal. Some are too big to really do very much with, but you've got a couple of cogs and bits of rebar and things like that just sort of sat up there on the roof. And as soon as you're up there, you can immediately see that the commotion down on the docks looks to be um, a stampede of people running away from something flailing around in the streets. While you can see while Reven's gone up on top of the warehouse, can I try and sneak along the side of the street so that as they call, all come running past, I'm kind of in the shadows? Yep, absolutely. That'd be uh, veils and stealth then. Which I'm pretty good at. So veils and stealth, that's three. Um, can I can I have a use of my camouflage model? Yeah, absolutely. You, to... you kind of... Oh, hang on, what's your camouflage? No, sorry, natural, environment, natural environment. So no, it doesn't okay. work in the urban no environment that I you're will in. give it a go anyway. Let's have a look. So 3D6. Although players interested in taking camouflage model would be happy to know that you can take two versions of it. So there is a version that works in urban Ooh. environments. That's a five. So Camouflage you... model chic. So you can fit yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the urban people. <laughs> so you, you make it. It's a double. sneaking past, but you're kind of caught up in some conflict as you go. So you're stampeded past by way. people. Out, move aside, out of the way. Uh, does anybody want to suggest a, an unexpected outcome that could be happening whilst he's wandering through a stampede? Watch it, you guys. <laughs> um, he walks into a keep. <laughs> <laughs> yes a stampeding okay. geep crashes into you and you're, you're now walking along with the geep tangled in your straps and belts on your clothes one of its horns has got stuck and because geep have these sort of wonky curled horns you've got a bleating geep which has kind of killed your stealth a little bit but you've made it down to the docks and you too can now see it probably in slightly more detail than Revan can. Revan can see that there's something big and flaily down on the docks. And you can see that there is a juvenile snapper pillar, which has broken out of a crate, half in, half out the crate. The back end of it is still inside the crate, although the wild sailors that were holding it have dropped it and scarpered. So the back end of this thing is wedged in a crate and it's kind of dragging itself forward on some of its spiky clawed limbs like now, a, giant... a snapper pillar yeah, sorry. is a bizarre hybrid of caterpillar and alligator or crocodile but probably alligator uh, it's got four large jaws that open in all directions 
spines up around its neck on a thick chitinous plate and thick chitinous legs with sharp pointed claws, perfect for climbing trees, but not helping it very much with the hard stone of the, the mountainside port streets. So it's kind of dragging itself along and scuffling and scraping as it goes. Well, uh, an uh, adult one of these is a terrifying horror of yeah. the wild sea, but this one still appears to be a juvenile. Uh, while the crowd flees, we will try to get its attention away from the clouds so everyone sees that I am sacrificing myself for the good of everyone. That's real good. So my idea is to provide a diffraction using my graces and my outfit perhaps skill. Okay, so you want to try and outwit it by convincing yes. it that you're the threat. Cool, go for it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll have like my uh, vault trail, Professor Lobotomy, drawn out and I'll swing around <laughs> like it. Yes, come get us, come get us. <laughs> go and then roll your um, graces. Grace and outwit skill. Yep, that's 36. One and a three. <laughs> Disaster strikes. It doesn't. Can indeed. I use my reroll? <laughs> oh, you can use your reroll, yes. <laughs> they do come in handy. Hey, there you go. Hey, excellent. Yes. A triumph. Yes. Flailing around on the port side this thing sees you and kind of flops over onto one side twisting itself around scrabbling furiously and ignores the rest of the fleeing crowd seeing you and the sparks of vault energy coming off of your um electro rail hand weapon cool. it starts to move towards you but because it had to flip itself around it's kind of clawing its way quite slowly towards you what yes. are the rest of you come want and, to do? Come and get us. Come and <laughs> get us. Um, um, oh, Leon, go for it. No. Oh, okay. Uh, well, as Tesla uh, Cray is uh, <laughs> looking there, I'm going to stride forward through the crowd because I'm seven and a half foot tall cactus yeah. person, so they can avoid me. Uh, I want to try and get around the back so I can try and grab the back side of the crate. So I want to try and maneuver okay. closer to it, but get, get behind it on the crate side. Okay. What have you got that will help you with that? Oh, what edges have you got? Is that only that? for getting through the crowd? Uh, is teeth for pushing through the crowd? But otherwise, edges are not particularly sneaky there. Uh, instincts. So if I know which way I think it's going to go, like I can be like, aha! I can see it's it's more distracted. All right. Uh, have you got the the hunt skill? I do have hunt hunt two. Okay, well, do you do you want to make an instinct and hunt roll then? Okay. So remind me again because it's been months since I've used roll today. Is it exclamation mark roll? Forward no, slash. It's slash slash Forward roll. Slash or you can use roll. the dice thing in the, the um, top left. Top dice left. That's it. I remember now. It's all going back to me. Hang on. Two d six. No. Oh, what did I roll two? Was it three d six? Wasn't it? Yeah, it should be three d six. Sorry, I'll roll one extra. On. Uh, there we go. Uh, three. <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> So you, you dart around, or you kind of 
not so much dart, but sort of stride through the remains of the crowd, heading towards it now that it's been distracted by your colleague, thinking you just grab the back of the box and hold it Easy. in place. And as you go to grab it, the snapper pillar smashes the back end of its body up and down against the deck and bits of wood come flying out of it towards you. Do you have the dodge skill? I don't believe so, no. You better roll your grace then and hope that you succeed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have grace as an edge. <laughs> Ooh. You got iron. No, I've got block <laughs> skill. Okay, you can roll your block skill. Okay. Uh, so it's just the one, because there's no edge, so it's just one block skill. Yeah. Just one block skill. Just throwing up a snapper pillar on the screen for for people to see oh, what it looks like. Uh, oh, cool. no, I did nice. not block it. Right, so you try to block, but uh, a spiky bit of crate wedges itself in your body. Can you mark one point of mire, please? Yes. Ooh. So mire is um, one of the ways that you can suffer from damage as you get damaged you become tired and like you know, more negative consequences start to take over so you start to feel either run down or like it's not really worth it anymore dan what do you want to do um does it look like he's got a soft underside like an alligator hmm <laughs> Difficult to see from where you are. It definitely doesn't have a soft outer side. <laughs> An adult one of these is two tons of muscle armor and teeth. Ben, is there any crates or buildings near it? Yes, there are. There are loads of crates and barrels and nets that have got more crates and barrels inside them. Okay. There's a big crate full of chickens nearby that's like becorking crazily as well. Well, well done thinking. Yeah. yeah, I shall take out my small rock from my pocket with a face drawn on it, who is known as Becca. Yeah, my comfort rock. And, well, what should we do? Yeah, I know. Let's smash it up. And I'm going to run and I'm going to dive headlong into all the barrels and... Um, nets and and crates in the attempt to smash them all up so they basically go on to the the caterpillar um snail thing and do it damage and hopefully trap it underneath all the debris using okay. my iron and my um um teeth are you pick, got to pick one it's either teeth or iron, oh, i'll use teeth right? i'll use teeth <laughs> okay. Passion and, and destruction. What skills have you got that might help with that? I've got break. That'll do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I love you, Jim. I love you, Jim. Teeth and break. Yes. Okay. So that's two d six. Yes. Yep. Do you want to use your axe as well? Um, yes. You can add two d six for the axe. Okay. So that's four d six. Yeah. Yeah. Because the axe is really good for smashing stuff up, especially wooden stuff. Ah, so conflict, conflict success. You do indeed smash your way through barrels and crates, showering wood and straw and crockery and fruit and 
bits of who knows what all over the dock side, creating difficult ground for the snapper pillar, but also for your colleagues. Well, clearly, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm aiming to create a bigger sort of distraction than the actual snapper pillar as well. So, you know, it gives people other things to worry about. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah good choice. It's like stamping on your foot when you've got a headache. Absolutely. Yeah. Fixes the problem. Yes. So, yeah, you've cre- you've basically showered the entire area with whatever bits of cargo was being moved out of those ships that are on the docks at the minute. Uh, the snapper pillar hisses slightly with its its jaws opening in all four directions and a thin trail of ichor coming out as it drags its sandpapery belly across some of the sharp waste. Dan, giving you a bit of a hint there. More importantly, it's opened its mouth. <laughs> as it opens its mouth, <laughs> oh, a revolver comes out and I bust a shot off into his uh, mouth. I'm going to use grace because I'm doing it gracefully. I'm sweeping it out. And then I'm going to use my gun and my shoot ability, which gives me 5d6. Ooh. Whoa. So let's see if I can shoot in the god. <laughs> Five ones. Yahtzee. I mean, I tried. I did my best. That, that's a six and doubles. So you only need the one six to succeed. Okay. And you've got doubles as well. So you introduce a narrative element to the conflict. So you've shot it in the mouth. Yeah, so as it's kind of reared up, back there, hitting uh, the boxes and everything flying everywhere, my bullet, out of nowhere, goes through all the debris. It's almost like slow motion through it all, and it goes up into the roof of its mouth. So the camera tracks the bullet as it flies in through the creature's mouth and bursts out of the back of its neck with a great big chunk of chitin being torn off of its neck, leaving an open and exposed area on the back of its head. Yes. Nice and vulnerable. Yes. It makes an unholy shrieking sound and clacks its jaws together before lunging at not Zika. That's Jim. Who's the next nearest to it? So it lunges right at Jim. And then I lose the dice window. (laughs) So it smashes its way through all of this stuff, clicking and clacking and sliding and shuffling its way through the the wreckage before fastening its jaws on your leg, unless there's something you have that could stop it doing so. Um, You got block? Yeah, uh, I'm going to block with... um, It's got to be iron. So a, de- a determined block. You could okay. stick yeah. a barrel in its mouth. Yeah, I'm going to say you using a barrel or a crate. Yeah, to, maybe you're to in a barrel. Ra- <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, I'll jump in a barrel. <laughs> no, and jump okay, in his yeah. mouth. <laughs> yeah. and, and I've got the braces of the barrel. Yeah, that? yeah. Um, it wouldn't uh, be the first time a player character in one of my games has jumped in the mouth of a giant lizard monster. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll block him with my head. Um, <laughs> so you're uh, going to shove something in its in its mouth when it goes to bite you? Yes. Go on then, roll to block. So that's 3d6, is that right? Nice. Oof. Yeah, so it bites and you wedge a small cask into its mouth as it goes for your leg instead. So it's got a face full of this cask, big open wound in the back of its head, 
a little bit of ichor drizzling out of one eye, drool coming out nice. of its mouth. You get a strange smell of alcohol in the air as it bites down on the cask. But also the smell of a sort of manky old swamp coming off the beast itself. I'm going to let out a real joyous laugh and ha ha, see how the beast cries. <laughs> it's, so it's got its wound on the top of its head, does it? Yes, it has. So attacking things from above, this seems like my department. This does indeed sound like <laughs> so your department, doesn't it? I'm now on a building over it, I guess. Yep. So I am going to go, aha, now I have the high ground and I'm going to leap off <laughs> to land on the crate that it's kind of trying to struggle out of while jabbing my jagseri, which is a sawtooth great saber, downwards through the hole in the top of its head Nice. Nice. That sounds like a grace and so strike I, roll. So I have grace, strike, leap, two, teeth. Oh, um, I'm Just also using high ground, which is a three-track trait, and scars remember, uh, not scars remember, jagseri, which is three-track gear. Okay. Whoa. Crikey. He's not pulling any punches on this oh. one. That's why so, it's called a shankling. So yeah, let's, let's call that... Edge? You can't use more than one edge, no. Okay. But we we'll, we'll call that sounds like six dice worth of. Yeah, and you can cut for impact. Oops. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. You could cut for impact if yeah. you want. So if you want, you can cut some dice off of that to increase the impact of your attack. Um, I'll just go with yeah, as is. Yeah, I... I believe the most that you can get is six because I think yeah. you can only add three from skills and then two advantages. Yeah. Ah, so I've got a six. Uh, right, so you've got fives, a four and a double. Youch. So, so you quite a lot of successes. Leap from the building. Catch your jagseri on a rope that runs down to the dock. Slide down, landing on the creature's back, and describe how you finish the beast. Uh, so as I land on its head. While still traveling, you know, landing, the two-handed sawtooth great saber goes through the hole, pinning its head to the floor. Nice. <laughs> nice. You look over, and Barnes is holding the geep, ready to <laughs> he's ready to throw it into the the creature's <laughs> mouth to distract it. The geep and kind it's... of looks back up at you, meh. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, as you stab down through its head, there's a, a spurt of wet purple liquid showers all over um, Jim's leg. It's wine from the cask that was inside this creature's mouth, which you forced shut as you landed on it. I'm glad you said that because I was about to start drinking its blood. <laughs> <laughs> And with a twitch and a wriggle, there's a little flail in the back of its tail and it flops to the ground dead. And the ducks go silent. And pull the sword out, flick it over, rest it against my shoulder and one da, foot da, da, on da, its da, head da, just looked da, heroic. Da, da, da. Well done, Riven. So we ought to smash more barrels over it just to make sure it's dead. <laughs> You're dead I'm dead not dead quite blade. sure that's necessary. I'll say kind of... <laughs> Looking down at the huge hole in its head. 
Maybe he's making a delicacy, something to. Hmm. Hmm. Red wine. Yes. So, what do they normally use these things for? Um, well, they're, normally, they're, they're, they're enormous fighting machines, and catching a juvenile for fighting in the arena would be a test of strength for one of the the Distrain Ridgebacks to prove how hard he was, or possibly to put against a gang of criminals to watch it just chop them into tiny pieces. This one was only a juvenile. So it will have been captured and brought here with the intent to raise for arena fighting, most likely. You eat but, you know, it's there. It's dead. It's possible you might be able to salvage something from its ruins. They're not widely regarded as tasty. Mm. Apart from the tongue, which is said to be quite nice. Mm. But the tongue is now marinating in wine, so... Can I exactly. scavenge... Yeah, I yes, have you can... scavenge two and tides. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've got tides and scavenge. Tides and scavenge it is. Okay. So the fighters do their job, and then the scavengers come in and pick out the corpse. I also have scavenge and tides. Brush bits of crate off me and make it look like I didn't horribly embarrass myself. However, uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just. Gonna, I'm just. There's gonna no pleasure to... in that hunt. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna play to my mire and just take a bit of flesh. <laughs> Who's? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the creature for now. I've got success with complication. Ditto. Can I? Um, can I put some of my spores on its corpse to to flourish? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so um, one of you manages to get the tongue, and one of you manages to get the jaws and prize them off. And while you're prizing the jaws off, because you know they can be made into fashion accessories, tools, massive scissors, things like that. So let's see. Yeah. Barnes manages to get the tongue out whilst um, Arblag is tearing the jaws off. Trade? Pretty please. I'm your friend. Yes, yes, yes. I need uh, that uh, tongue. I have a collection of jaw bones. I pass yes. it over. And the way to your ship is yeah. now clear. I smell the tongue along the way because it's marinated in the wine. Yeah, it's, it's marinated. Yes. And yes. um, from Pretty. from up on a ship nearby, the one that it looks like it's fallen out of, uh, a cactus, an ectus, steps out, wearing tar scale armor and tar pine tattoos over his body, covered in like coppery studs as well. <sighs> Yet to kill it. Well, yes. Perhaps you should have kept it on a shorter leash. Yeah, bloody idiots. You meant it well there. If you need a job, Rook Jumbers, your man. I'm happy to happy to have you come along if you need to hunt. Look like you can handle yourselves. We have our own vessel, thank you, and a hunt that we must begin. Mm. Well, you've done me a, done me a favour, but uh, why don't I tell them that it was the beast that smashed up all these crates, eh? It did. Yes. I, I meant the snapper pillar, not the other beast. <laughs> he is a bit of a beast, yes. Becca broke the cases. Just, just don't ask him about his rock. No, 
No. Not that Becker or this Becker. Becker told yeah. me to break yes. the cases. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Well, good luck to you. And you. And the way to your ship that? is mm. open. Okay, we're going to head up gonna... to the ship. Yep. Yep. Going to hang the jawbones from the prow of the vessel. <laughs> like a gonna wind chime. Go and give them a bit of a, you know, a clean, you know, a bit of a scrub with my, my fungal spores clearing it off. I'm, I'm just sitting on the corner of the ship gnawing on some fleshy chitin. <laughs> so Pete, you know that just the... for, Oh, I like this game, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sofino, it's a very Ben game. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to go straight to the observation platform. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to I'm going to head to whatever is kitchen on, on the ship. Yeah, you have a galley. <laughs> yeah, and I'm talking about to... this big marinated yeah, wine yeah. that you can start cooking up for later. Yes. Now, Pete, you I... know that the next stop on your journey is um, a Gao monastery, mm. which is located widdershins of this location. It's about a three day journey. It's a very damp building. Mm, the Mycolithic Hall of the Blessed Mycelium. Ah. I've not been there in a long time, but. It is a stop on the way, three days. It, it's a building, ship, pontoon kind of arrangement made of huge fungal growths, um, hardened and varnished, stuck to the top of a tree. that kind of leans and bends in the wind. And from there, you can look out over the shade and behold rot and decay in all of its majesty. So the monks of the Mycolithic Hall of the Blessed Mycelium go there to meditate on the nature of saprophytic decay. It's time we saw the Blessed Mycelium once again. From there we may be able to aspire better this this beast. The bigger beast, not Becca, the big the, the, the big the big snake beast. Yes, I agree. And so you set sail. Dun, dun, da, 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 da. I need a map with a red line going. All right. So what are we going to look at? We are looking for a. Where's it gone? Do to do. Let me find the right table. While you're there, everybody, please come and join us on our Discord, where you can talk to us about all of our games, including this one, the Wild Sea Quick Start Kickstarter One Shot. And uh, thank you, Roger, for putting the link in the chat for me there uh, about all of our other games as well, and uh, people playing games and talking about all kinds of stuff. So do come and join us on our Discord. There you go. Look at that, an advert. Also, so, you should be able to see a little tracker just under Ben's nameplate, which tells you how many followers we have. And if we reach 400 by Christmas, someone in the chat of the episode where we hit 400 will receive a $20 drive through RPG voucher. Nice. So which you can us. use to buy mine and Pete's books. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've got to try and publish something on Drive Through RPG now before. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're heading out into the rustling waves. So you set sail. Um, the trees are, like we said before, mostly sequoia and oak hybrids wrapped tightly in a thick growth of very, very large ivy, leaves the size of your chest, Becker's chest even. It's big leaves. He's a big lad. Wow. Big chest. <laughs> so what we're going to do we're going to do a little bit of an explore all right so we're heading out i would like you to make some kind of explorey role and i'll need somebody to do some kind of driving the shippy role so who's going to steer and who's going to be on lookout <laughs> duty i'm going I'm to steer the ship <laughs> Uh, I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> We're looking for tides and... Oh, I don't have that. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't I... go first steering the ship. Tides and what? I have sense and tides. tides. Yeah, sense would be good for um, being on observation. So yep. instinct and sense or tides and sense for the explorer. Not me. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll I'll go dice plus sense. Okay, and Leon, you want to you know sail? Oh, I, I was thinking I should be on lookout because I've got nothing to steer with. You can have more than one person on lookout. Yeah, you can have more than one person on lookout. It's a big I'll, old ship. I'll, I'll be on lookout. And Leon, well. you just you've got, got this big crescent moon shape to the ship. So uh, looking yes. at in all directions. Success with complication. Okay, jolly good. Um, Rog, I'm guessing that you're on the observation platform, so that'll give you a, a little yeah, bit of an edge. If other people are on lookout, I'm probably just kind of lying down and having a bit of a standard <laughs> letting the wind blew through your ears. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Does anybody I'm, I'm who have it, tides so want to roll to yes. actually pilot this And what's thing? the piloting skill? Is it wave walk? Now you're asking. Wave walk would be a good one to okay, use. Yeah, I mean, like wave me, walk then. kind of means... Um, moving around on the on the trees as well wow ironically i'm really good at driving uh, uh sailing wave walk yeah <laughs> i am really good at that so i've got two i also there. have these two skills aha i failed piloting so you, you kind <laughs> of hit rough tides and the ship's bouncing up and down obviously um, birds nests barns <laughs> Punk is obviously you. used to sailing um, Dusel and actually going Widdershins is uncomfortable at the mm. best of times. You'd hoped that with a ship this good, things would go better. Tech, but... tech is behind him going, you don't want to do it like that. <laughs> Why do you want to do it? <laughs> Having rolled and a after six, a short while. behind you telling you how to do it. <laughs> when tech starts to take over and steer the ship a little bit better, um, oh, your, your ride gets a little bit smoother. Your engineer down below is a lot happier. You can less swearing and more muttering coming from the engine room where you've got a chemically driven compressor engine, which is powering your chainsaw drive. So you're sort of rolling out over the trees. And your observers look out over the trees. And Zika, you see coming towards the ship from 
far out in the wild sea, the opposite sides to where the mountain is to you. Um, as it's starting to get dark, you start to notice these little pinpricks of light getting closer above the tree line. Something comes our way. Mm, friends, new friends. Yeah, as mm. they get closer, they resolve into about 30 fist sized lumps of light and you can hear a faint buzz coming from them as they approach. Benomorphs. <laughs> it's not yeah. Benomorphs. Do we know what they are? Fireflies? Uh, let's see. We could have good an or bad? <laughs> instinct and animally roll. I'm trying to remember what the animally roll is. Hunt? Hunt, yes, hunt. an instinct and hunt roll would tell you what these things are. I don't have instincts, but instinct can I do and a hunt? hunt? I have instinct and hunt. You too. can just roll hunt, oh. or you can just roll instinct if you want, yes. Okay. Oh, oh. no, I don't have instinct. We haven't got the re-roll. So. Um, I think they are. Okay. Oh. McNeil's five. Thank you for three. resubscribing with Prime. Barnes thinks they might be something really useful to you because you've got these little glow lanterns and whenever you tap the lantern, the bug inside wakes up and starts glowing. So it must be something like that. Leon, you realise that um, they're wild versions of the domesticated bugs that you've got. These are firefly mosquitoes that are heading your way. And because they're wild ones, they're probably going to be on the hunt. Do they hunt like things, with blood things in them. like us? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so you're fine. They are uh, pretty dangerous to some of you <laughs> on the ship. Not me. You might want to take cover and, uh, yeah, not, not be around if they decide to descend. All right, what do you want to do, people? I'm going to take out my jaglash. Ooh. So I'm ready, because that's quite a take. That's like a fly swattery type thing, like a tooth It's like a cord. whip with yeah. teeth and yeah. um, coins yep. and, like... <clears throat> cogs and things tied into it so that it catches on things serrated damage yeah a serrated whip nice reluctantly i will go down and kind of go into the ship do we have anything like any tarps on board i yes. yeah i have a hazard suit so Aha. i will make sure that it's sealed properly <laughs> also your hazard suit is useful for keeping your body inside your body yes because Zika is a Tesla Cray, and the Tesla Cray are basically colonies of spiders that have inhabited the skin of something that died. Yeah. And just sort of wander around in the skin in this slightly unsettling puppet-like motion. Mm. Yeah, and because I want to be friendly with everyone, I took parts from different bodies. So I'm part Gao, part Ardent, part uh, Cactus. So yeah, he's, he's very clearly not one of you. <laughs> Like this yeah. Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about the rest? Dan, what are you going to do? I'm going to continue piloting the ship stoically with my long coat flapping in the wind and not caring about anything. Okay, Jim? Uh, I'm, I'm going to stand next to Tech. And okay. Protect... Tech is unsettled by this creature standing next to him. <laughs> continues to look glorious as his coat flaps in the wind. Seriously, what's unsettling about a hodgepodge Frankenstein's monster <laughs> Spider-Man with a cattle prod? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna pick up, I'm gonna pick up something heavy, put it on my shoulder and stand next to Vic. 
Everyone's just standing next to me. <laughs> <laughs> Staying clear at whip length. Raj, what about you? Uh, reluctantly, I am going to go inside the ship. You did say, sorry. Yes. I haven't missed anyone, have I? Because you're spread over two pages right. now. Just, just in case it's potentially useful, can I ask what my special thing is called Thunder? Oh, thunder isn't an item, it's a trait. Um, basically, right. when you apply thunder, your shots do more damage. Oh. It's a damage okay. booster for your shots. So it's a combination of being a good shot and then like loading a hollow point kind of deal. Oh, okay, cool. You're such a good shot. Then I believe someone's got uh, targeting dragonfly as well. <gasps> That's me. Is that a red yeah, dot laser sight? Your targeting dragonfly is uh, is um, sensitive to the weaknesses of large creatures. Oh. So wherever your dragonfly goes near, it it's, it's like, called sparks. Everyone, yeah. it's called sparks. Uh, okay. It's basically like when you have an end boss in a computer game, and one of the the areas of its body lights up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just aim for the dragonfly, so cool. and you're going to hit it in the weak spot. That is really cool. This game I just is love really some cool. Of the, some of the little twists and things in here. Mm. Like the first time I looked at it, I went, why would anybody want a pack of lemurs? And then I read about the dangers of bugs, and I went, you want a pack of lemurs. <laughs> why wouldn't you want a yeah, pack why of not? lemurs? Yeah. Like, it was reading through bits, like loads of like, little bits of weapons and tech are all still sort of bio-linked with animals and bugs, and there's lots of like insect things. And to make matters worse, when I looked up a pack of lemurs, then I had to go online and find out how many lemurs there are in a pack of lemurs. <laughs> so now I know that the average pack yeah, size for lemurs is... 64. Six, 17 actually 17 17 lemurs to a pack led by a dominant female the one Are in your case African is called European. <laughs> that's swallows mate <laughs> so yeah so i'm just going to courageously pilot the continue to pilot so you courageously continue to pilot do you want to try and avoid this swarm or anything like that no i want to try and run it over okay with my chainsaw they're above us. Are they? I right. thought they were in they're the flying. Land. They're flying above <laughs> you. They're, they're flying. flying. Yeah. They're firefly they're flying mosquitoes. In, the trees, in, in which case, uh, which which way is the temple? Is it is it where where they're coming from? Yeah, the temple is. You're curving temple. round the mountain to um, in sort of an anti-clockwise direction, and they're coming in from way out to the northwest. Starboard. Oh no! Then I'm going to continue sailing in our direction. Okay, um, and the, so the swarm yeah. heads towards you, but by the time they reach the location you were at, you've moved on. They trail you for a little way, but they haven't got a hope in hell of keeping up with the ship. And so they, they gradually fall behind before their attention is attracted by something warm and bloody in the trees. And the last you see of them is them dipping below the tree line into the mulched wake of your ship. Uh, this gives us an opportunity for a montage. If anybody wishes to take a montage, I would like to just try and relax some to clear my mire because I'm very annoyed still at the crate exploding over me, getting stuck to all my prickly thorns. And yep, absolutely. Being a hunter, failing to actually manage to hunt anything. So I want to just chill and not talk to anyone because they're all irritating me right now. Yep. Montages give you the opportunity to clear a point of mire by just sort of chilling out and laying back. You can do a freeform task like looking for stuff, exploring, repairing broken things, doing a bit of healing, um, salvaging, hunting, gathering, fishing, cooking, 
Um, uh, getting tracks back. Say again, Rog? Um, the track traits that you can use. Does yes, you can. If you if you rest up for a montage period, you get your track back as well. Okay, I will go up back up as soon as they say that the fireflies aren't coming near us. I'll go back up to the lookout and just have a snooze against the mast. It's it's very relaxing and homelike for you. The the idea of like a forty foot plummet to the trees and then a mile and a half plummet through the trees is quite refreshing for you. You're used to growing up sort of two and a half miles above ground level in a tree that's on a wonk. So, oh, somebody's just dropped off. Oh, We've lost Dan. We've lost Dan. Yeah, we right. Probably maybe a good time for a short break. Yes. Actually. So what we'll do is we'll take a short break. Um, hello. And uh, we will be back momentarily. Uh, five, maybe ten minutes. Uh, just to refresh drinks, get more snacks, everything. So please stay with us. And we will be back very soon with part two of the Wild Sea. Okay, cool. Welcome back to part two of our Wild Sea one shot. First thing everybody said at the start of the break was, this is really cool. I think we should play it more. Yeah, yeah. So something's working. Good job, Wild Sea guys. Um, season two. <laughs> you can't have season two after a episode one shot. two. This is a pilot, and then we have season one. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It is on my um, planned list for somewhere in 2021. I would like to very much run a little Wild Sea campaign, probably develop my um, Coriolis Reach a little bit more have a bit of an explore and a poke around, visit some of the other sites that I've sort of sketched out in brief. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've sailed out into the shade or the shallower parts of the shade, heading towards the Michaelithic Hall of the Blessed Mycelium, uh, a Gao monastery where they contemplate the rot that is present within the shade. After two days of travel, you see the calluses, the calls of the monastery stuck to a half-rotted shank, which is the name for the tall trees. It looks like it was um, a mega cypress once upon a time, but it pokes like a spike out of the wild sea and stuck to it are these great big calluses of fungal growth faintly glistening in the light beautiful they're pockmarked with little holes and gantries and walkways and as you approach there's a, a certain odor to the air it's not bad per se but it's distinctly fungal and there is a quite a heavy scent to the place it feels very earthy very loamy um, you don't know how much longer it's got to last because the tree that they've attached it to does seem to be quite well rotted. But it sits there looking out over the shade. And as you pull up, you're, you're met by a nervous young gal 
with an enormous mushroom head, oh, must be like a hat. Destined for greatness. She's wearing simple robes over her body. And the spots on her face that represent all of her sense organs are almost human in the way they're located. There's, there's almost something cute about this little mushroom girl. I say little, she's of a size with the rest of you and is clearly just a young adult. And Three as you teams. pull up to the dock I'll shout and tie off, over the, over the side. she sees that there's a fellow gal on the ship and she like, looks a little bit surprised. And then she does a little curtsy and says, hello. Greetings, greetings. Mary, Hello. Mary. My name is Chantrell. I've come to meet you. Well, thank you, thank you. This is this is the crew, and I'll I'll gesture around at, at the surrounding people. My She's very fascinated by Leon. He's very very big. Greetings. Sort of semi whispers at you. But you can't all be here to join the monastery. Have you just brought your friend? And she looks back at Barnes. Uh, we are here temporarily. We are on a we're on a hunt, and it led us this way. Oh, you'll be wanting to talk to the abbot then. Once we are done here, I'll say gesturing at the guys. Tie. I'm trying to delay tying up, doing all the jobs on the ship, talking to the girl while they're. Uh, but yes, yes, yes. When we're done. Um... Oh, OK. And she sits cross-legged on a crate that's sort of semi-welded to the dock with some sort of mossy fungal spores. I'll throw one of the little grapples out. And... Barnes, is, is that smell? Is that you? Or is it the, the, it is, the lady fungus? It is us. Poor. <laughs> Poor. It does smell a little bit like Barnes's um, bunk. We are, we are all one within the blessed mycelium. That's wrong. It connects us all. Mm. I do a back. Don't want to be connected with that. <laughs> I'm gonna I mean, hop over and tie up the ship, or do yeah, I'll throw, throw the ropes docking. over and. Get so you tie up time. over on the stable side on some springy branches, lash the ship to the tree, hook it up with grapples just to make sure that it doesn't go sliding off into the um, darkness below the eaves and leave you stranded here in this creepy fungus monastery. Lovely vacation hotspot. Mm. A bit of damp Tech. in the rooms. Tech is uh, wrapping his uh, spore scarf around his neck and face. So I have a spore scarf that protects me from spores. Is there a spore? Protect you from that smell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that Breathe it in deep, Becca. Breathe it in deep. Guide oh, you, sure can. Guide you across <laughs> the canopy. You don't want to breathe it in. If anything, I'm undoing my clothing to like expose <laughs> myself more to the fungus. Barnes, we don't want to see that. This way, please, says the, the mushroom-headed girl, Chantrell. And she leads you up the dock 
and around the tree towards the side that's pointing out over the shade. What brings you this way? There's a great... Not that smell. <laughs> There's a great serpent that we hunt. Ah. I've heard of it from the old stories. And I'll sort of point off into the distance, whether or not it's the right direction. <laughs> we head this way, and we thought I should show the Mycolithic Hall of the Blessed Mycelium to my crew. It is a wonderful structure. It's clever thinking. Uh, and as you walk through the halls, there are the occasional gal, all wearing very similar robes to this young girl. They, they do appear to mostly be older gal, if such is a thing that you could really recognise. How moldy. does one tell an older mushroom from a younger one? More wrinkly, I guess. Slightly more saggy. <laughs> Tex turns to Beck and goes, they're all fun guys here. <laughs> <laughs> I look at him. <laughs> they're wearing these sort of <laughs> splotched grey brown robes um, it looks like the fabric is actually designed to look like it's a mouldy splotch rather than actually being mouldy clothes and they're sort of tending to the walls which have got little mushroom patches growing on them um, mulching up bits of wood from the tree big grinders for mushroom beds that are shaded over with tarpaulins growing in and around the tree. And she, the girl leads you up through the halls. Um, anybody who wants to, if you wish, you can make an instinct or veils and observation roll. Let me know which one you choose if you do, though. I have not none called of observation, is it? I have, I have instincts. I've got veils, so I'll do one die. Sense, I, not observation. My bad. I have sense and scrutinize, but I don't have instincts. More of a sense. You can still roll sense by itself. Yeah, sense. I'll give it a try. Nothing. Just looking at the, the wondrous structure. It is quite an impressive structure. Um, it looks like um, it's been grown out of a giant fungus that's been hollowed out and recultivated. Oh dear. Those are some terrible ass rolls. Tech was just seeing if, if any of the mushrooms are edible. Possibly. <laughs> we all Revan's staying on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those mushrooms are no doubt edible. Whether they're good for you is a different matter. They're edible, but only once. <laughs> and so she leads you to uh, an open office with a thick, loamy floor patches of mushrooms growing around the edges of the room uh, where there is the the oldest gal you think you've ever seen and he's got strands of mycelium growing from his face in these two huge long strands down either side that look remarkably like uh, a long moustache 
about he's deeply. wearing the same robes as the rest of them but his sash has like a full brown sash around it with it's actually got some little mushrooms growing on one of the shoulders <laughs> Hello, hello, great mold. We come before you to to ask your wisdom in a, in a hunt we are we are on in this area. Hunting, yes. What is it you hunt? This is a place of truth. What you seek, you may find. We seek a Kizalekem. He leans back in his chair and strokes these mycelial strands. Kizil Ekem. Fifty years it's been since he was seen by most. You see him? Once, long ago, I saw him after he fled the hunters. I was but a novice then. The trees around here were still a lot greener. But yes, yes, he's definitely around here somewhere. Out there. Widdishins, in the shade, the trees provide camouflage for one such as he, copper-headed snake, autumnal leaves, he blends in, sometimes impossible to tell from the waves to the beast, they say there are those out there, to offer him tribute. Followers or worshippers of him? There is one who may be able to point you further. I'm, I'm loath to point you in his direction, but he is the only one more knowledgeable of such things than I. A former brother of this monastery he dwells in a place called the Rot Patch. You can see it. And he points out over the balcony and there is a sort of greyish patch off in the distance. A couple of days sail, you reckon. Further around the mountains. Cordy Seps. He's a prophet, you know. He mastered the art of internalizing the hallucinogenic properties of the fungus. And he sees, he sees more than we were meant to see. Go to him. He may be able to provide you a vision of where it you must go. So he gets high. Mm, well, we're all high here. Hmm. Thank you very much for your wisdom. He plucks a little mushroom off of his shoulder and pops it in his mouth. Dear God, you're a cannibal! Hush, hush. Oh. Right. Dear boy, these mushrooms are of a lower order than we. And I just I literally walk up to, while he's talking, I walk up and take off one of the little mushrooms. Is the? 
It is actually quite tasty, yeah. A little bit sweet. Mm. It's an <clears throat> earthy sweet kind of flavour. Mmm. Yummy. Cheers for that, me old mucker. Please, no, that that will do. Yep. Ugh. Just you can have some of mine, Arvlo, to... later. Bitsy, bitsy. You're welcome to stay the night if you wish. We're having where, where's, where's mushrooms. Oh, it sounds exquisite. <laughs> I'm sorry, pal, but can I just point out that you're a mushroom mm. eating a mushroom? And you are meat that eats meat. Yeah. Mm. To try and reason with them. They don't understand. Can I try graces and outwits like to grab a piece of mushroom from him? <laughs> you can, but I'm going to let him roll against you. Oh. He's not going to be rolling grace, though. It's going to be like a kung fu master. <laughs> master Uwe. Uh, mushroom a five and one. <laughs> Uh, he's also got a five and a one, so you're kind of tied. And as you reach for it, he kind of brushes your hand away and redirects you. He does appear to have some moves on him, this old man. It's like he knew you were coming. Can he teleport to any point in the network whenever he wants Just to? Just by backflipping. <laughs> I'm going to pluck a needle off and give it to Arblag as consolation for not getting a mushroom. And then oh. as you're doing that, I pluck another one off to start clearing my teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> really good oh, for that. What are friends for? <laughs> never, never eaten my mushrooms. Yes, good friends. Yes, my friends. Jim, you're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I said, would you like me to make a toothpick out of a crate? <laughs> You may the join us Becker for dinner me. if you wish, meatlings and plant friend. Uh, or you may be on your way. It is your choice. Let Chantrell oh. know if there's anything you need. Where, where, where is Revan? Yes, we should stay for dinner. Yes, fetch yes. Revan. We're, having, we're staying for dinner. We're set off in the morning. Okay, I'll uh, yeah, I'll go speak to Revan, see what he's up to. Uh, let me just go back down to the ship. Pleasure meeting you, mate. Uh, probably not going to stay for the cannibalism. Uh, I'll be at the ship if you need me. <laughs> and I should stroll back the way we came in, go back to back to Revan. God, delicacies. Mm. Uh, Rog, what sensey observationy skills do you have? Uh. Not much. Um, Grace? Okay. Yeah, Grace isn't going to do it. We're looking for tides or veils. I've got more, tides. Really. Or even instinct. I have tides. Okay, um, tides and scents? Nope, don't have scents. Oh, just tides then. No. Oh. oh. He falls off the chip. <laughs> oh, I'm literally just—I wasn't the particularly ship, looking out for anything. <laughs> I'm just up on the on the observation post, just relaxing. You're just getting out of the lemurs. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of lemurs sat there with you. So 
So while you're up there, you don't notice the thing that happens. <laughs> Excellent. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but shortly thereafter, Tech arrives back on the jetty. Oi! Oi, Riven! Where you at, pal? Just kind of lean over the observation point. Uh, I'm you up are here. you are always up high. A little like lemur head pops over next to him. I like it up here. And it's then another head. two lemur heads join them. And I kind of peer back and go, mm, I'll leave you guys alone then, if that's what you're up to. Uh, each their own. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, they're staying the night. Practice cannibalism. Mushrooms eating mushrooms. Turn you. Not a cool <laughs> thing. God, they're always... He's always trying to get us to eat mushrooms. And is this why we came here? Just so he can try and get us to eat more bloody mushrooms? It certainly looks that way. Hey, we've got we've got that tongue to look forward to. Oh yeah. Very true. I love me a bit of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are made of meat after all. And you do eat meat. meat. <laughs> it's kind of glance at one of the nearby lemurs with the what the <laughs> <laughs> well uh yeah i kind of like mine more cooked oh yeah 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 cooked yeah of course so mm. you you park up alongside for the night um who is going to dinner me yep mine is me yeah I'll, yeah i'll go okay so you're you are guests of sort of honour, you guess, at dinner in the monastery. It's still fairly frugal. There's um, a lot of different mushrooms to choose from. There's a sort of mushroom soup. Um, you don't want to know where the cream comes from to make it. Um, and then there's like a, a main course of some sort of mega mushrooms, like mushrooms the size of roast meat joints, seasoned with various herbs and spices. Some raw, some cooked. Uh, there's a lot of mushrooms, basically. It's a mushroom smorgasbord. Uh, meanwhile, back on the ship, you chow down on some delicious snapper pillar tongue. And so the next day, you're, you're all feeling well refreshed and quite well off. So and there was this out. gruesome scene when, where my skin kind of sh shrinks and withers and thousands of up and thousands of spiders come up on a plate and like devour everything and then go back nice if i yeah. if i had a stomach i would vomit <laughs> oh it's jim good, he's like it's, what? it's a good trick though i'm like oh what's going on here not the trick it's a good job tech wasn't here. he would have started oh, squashing him <laughs> i, I don't know whether to get my fried pun out an ectus arm <laughs> Um, before the others return in the morning, can I kind of just give the ship the once over? Yep, absolutely. I see why he's being responsible. I'm drinking really strong booze. <laughs> before you start so, driving. Let's have another giving the ship a once over then. So, um, tides. So, wave walk? Uh, not really. That's more for sort of piloting. Craft? If you're checking it over, if you want to check it over to see if it's. Um, Scrutinise would be better, yeah. Freeworthy. Oh, I, no. I don't have that. <laughs> okay. So I've it looks like craft, just so repairing things. Craft is yeah. actually the making of stuff. So. Okay. Yeah, well, once I'm on the ship, I'll give the ship like 
one over like quick checkup because there were there were two guys on there and looks fine really to me. good when it comes to, to mechanical looks stuff. Looks fine to me, says Roger, putting his foot through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, ZK, yes, if you want to make a tides will, and scrutinize roll. We will check the ship. Tides and scrutinize. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you check the ship. Not wrong with ship. Oh, what time is it? Four, five, and five. Success with a twist and... So as you're clambering around the bottom of the ship, you find a patch about this big, about the size of your head, or the size of your head if it, all the spiders come out of it and you flatten it out, of this thick mould, which appears to have eaten its way through a big chunk of the hull. Oh. None of the lemurs have gone anywhere near it. Uh, I will, of course, inform the others. Something is on the ship. Mm. It's not on the side next to the jetty. It's on the side around from there. So, How big is it? And it's very circular. There's a mould patch on the underside of the ship. Uh, con considering we're in a monastery of, uh, oh, sorry, I've got a banging headache. Probably shouldn't have drank all that booze last night. Uh, considering we are on a place full of people of mold experts, perhaps one of them could have a look at this moldy patch. I'll take I've a got, look. I've got a plan. No dear. Uh, oh, uh, oh, Beck, your, your plans are very loud up. normally, um, and I'd well, just like to say that I am not feeling great. Well, yeah, I know, but what, what I'm going to say is, like, yeah, that this mold's eating the ship. Yeah, so why don't we break the ship first? Then the mold can't eat it. I knew your plan was going to be loud, uh, Beck. We call that plan Z. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll have a look at the mold. Okay. Not that I have okay. Um, sense or scrutinised and tides. Okay. Or actually, no. Veils would be appropriate here. Veils and, and break would also work. And I have veils and break. Can I use my ritual mask? to see if there's anything spirit realmy going on you absolutely can okay cool probably won't do anything but worth a go i'll try and support you by just keep asking can we break so it yet tonight. can we break it yet have you not got any rerolls left no i haven't got i didn't get any oh um i'll head into the monastery because uh, Tech's idea made sense to try and get. Tech might be drunk. But, but, but it he's... looks like a gal has hung onto the outside of the ship and cut a hole in the side of it. No, no, this isn't a gal thing at all. Oh, okay. Sorry. You don't know what this is. This okay. has got nothing to do with um, your people. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, give, uh, yeah, so Barnes. It, oh, sorry. Uh, did, you, I... did you work it out? Oh, I can I... I've got two rerolls. Look at that. Yeah. You want to reroll I... it? Ah! <laughs> That's actually worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you... Double. So, so, so bombs. Can we break right, while, it? Now? While you while you're sort of investigating it, you you sort of touch the stuff and um 
it starts to eat away at your hand. Oh, oh, this is this is no gal mold. It hits your hand and starts decomposing and you recall where you've seen and heard of it used before. This is like a a terror weapon that would be used. Ah. Do you want me to break your arm off? Yeah, your fingers are are sort of mouldering and decaying. Mark a point of mire as it sort of starts eating away at your hand. Is there a nearby lemur that I can wipe my hand on? (laughs) (laughs) That's how lemurs work. (laughs) <laughs> the lemurs are avoiding this stuff like the plague. Normally, uh, they'd but, be all over um, a spore. But, but I'm I'm quick. <laughs> <laughs> Probably um, not lemur quick, actually. My mind turns to sacrifice in times of trouble. Mm. Um, <laughs> I will chop my fingers off. Oh, I'll say, Becca, quick, and I'll put my hand out. I'm going to hit him with back of the rock on his hand. <laughs> Chop! No, no, I, I'll move my. If he's going to hit me with a rock, I'm going to move my hand out of the way. Beck, use, your axe. Blade, use your axe. Use your axe. Oh, I do. Yeah, I didn't want to break him that much. He's a friend. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do it hit him before with I change my, my axe. mind. You, you take your axe clean. We take his hand clean off, not your axe clean off. That'd be weird. Yeah. How hard would his hand have to be? You take his hand clean off with one swipe of your axe and it falls onto the the jetty where it starts to moulder and twitch and then decompose into another patch of this stuff which starts to eat its way through the jetty as well. Whoa, is that you rotting it or it rotting you? It's rotting me. Ow. Thank you. Yeah, but Thank you, Becca. Are you all right, mate? You just had your hand cut off. It will grow back. It will take some time. Your hands grow back? Fair enough. That's fairly impressive. It wasn't really uh, much of a hand. <laughs> More of a tendril. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah, cool. Oh, God. Uh, oh, well, if this bloody stuff nearly killed me and I pour some of my really strong alcohol on the mould just to see if it does anything. <laughs> Okay. What, can I use my Myco Sanctum Ramblings? Just it's it's a resource that I have. Whispers. I don't know what the hell it does. Um, whispers are basically a, a resource that you can use to find out cool information. If you oh, have okay, a whisper right. okay. and you have um, a can map. I talk to the mold? No, I know what it is. It's a terror weapon. I'm not going to bother. It. It's fine. It's yeah. Fine. If you have a map and a whisper, you basically combine them to find out the location of a thing. A chart and a whisper. Charts and a whisper. Yeah, I have one of each of those. But we'll... So that would be for a sort of longer term game. Yeah, if you yeah, were yeah, yeah. doing a bit of an explore, you'd be like, oh, uh, I've sandbox got a... kind of thing. You could be like, yeah, oh. I've got rumors of a welcoming fleet and um, a many folded chart. Yeah, well, that's me. I got that. And then you'd, oh. you'd open up, you'd combine the two to say, ah, now I from what I can it. tell, it looks like there's a fleet that floats around out here in the trees that would be interested in having us come and join them or might have cool stuff to trade kind of thing so that's what whispers are for they're not super relevant for a one shot okay you can also use a whisper as a sort of spell speak it get some effect related to it lose the whisper yes that's true sorry i forgot about that thanks to you so yes you could use your whisper um uh, i'll wait because um my hue's gone into the 
into the hall. So I'll, I'll wait. So Mahi, you've gone into the hall and um, Chantrell pops up by your knee. Bunk. Hello, uh, we have a, some sort of growth fungal related on our vessel and we were wondering if anyone could look at it to tell us what it is. It seems to be eating through the hull. Eating? But they shouldn't do that. They only eat things that are given to them. Let me have a look. Okay. And she follows you down Head to out. the dock and she sees the hole in the dock that you now see as well. <laughs> well that wasn't there when I left. And she sort of looks around the ship and she, she gasps and covers her almost mouth with her hand. What's that it doing here? That's not allowed here. It's deadly. You didn't bring that with you. No, definitely. No, I'm pretty, I'm almost certain. Tech, did we have a hole in the ship when we left? Uh, Quick, you have to milk your mammals. I, I didn't touch it. Milk our mammals. Sweet. Oh, God. Beck, Beck, go to plan Z. Just <laughs> chop that bit off the ship. Just chop it off. The, 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 the growth, the, the black mold, it's, it's acidic. You need something to neutralize it. Do you have Axe. anything that could neutralize an acid? Axe. I mean, I poured alcohol on it. No, that's alcohol. Uh, oh, uh... Don't all mammals produce milk? Yes. No. Yes. Tech. Tech. Go. Go. Milk. Trixie. I'm pretty sure I've heard that. Like, uh, Tech, give us some milk. Mm. Maybe <laughs> leftovers from dinner. Mm, there was milky milk. Mm. Okay. So Zika comes running out of the galley. Now, Zika, can you make an instinct and cook roll, please? <laughs> I don't have any of that. <laughs> now, do you know? I thought you had Cook. Who's the one that's got Cook? Me. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Why is he the cook? <laughs> this week Steven I have mostly Seagal. been eating chicken. <laughs> <laughs> because Steven Seagal. That's why. Mostly been eating lemurs. Ah, oh, an under siege reference. Oh yeah. yes, I got it. Nobody beats me in the kitchen. <laughs> And then make a make an instincted cook roll, Jim. An instincted cook roll. Yeah. Uh, I haven't got instinct. Have Just you not? Cook. No. Just cook then. Can I make a, an iron uh, cook roll? Because I'm determined. <laughs> <laughs> the iron chef. He's a determined <laughs> chef. He's the iron but chef. Are, yeah. you know what? Because you said an iron chef roll, <laughs> yes, you absolutely can. <laughs> I'm going to oh, allow I'll that. Rob D4. Do sorry. Oh, there you go. Right, so you come running out with with a bowl of milk in your hands, and you fling it onto this patch of black mold that's now sunken into the hull of your ship. And there's a there's a sort of hiss and a smell like farts. Milky, milky. <laughs> Oh, Barnes. <laughs> Barnes, come on, mate. And oh. the hole stops growing. And the black mould kind of withers a little bit and goes brownish in colour. Not too dissimilar to the broadwood planks of the ship. But you can see that there is definitely an indentation. And you've got a weak spot in the hull there now. Mm. Okay. Can I fix it? Because I actually have in my salvage resources, highwood planks. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Uh, yes, you can. I have iron and repair too. Okay. So uh, if you want to make an iron and repair roll and anybody who wants to can join in on that. And if you sacrifice that resource, Dan, yep. then you can patch the hole. Yeah. Can, can I use craft and is it sharps for fixing things? Is that the smart one? Um, sharps is logic, wit and planning. So uh, yes, you could. Five. You could position it. I'm gonna. Right. I'm gonna logically put it in the right place where it's gonna do the so most. So you position it, and then our black fixes it. <laughs> I got five. Success with complication. Hmm. Well, let's see what Dan gets. And and I got two fives, five. which is doubles. So. Um, oh, I have the two twos. And you have two twos, so it's doubles yep. as well. So you both succeeded um, with doubles. So you managed to fit these ironwood planks as like a runner over the hole. As long as all of that fungus is dead, you should be okay. I'd say that's not a bad job for a morning's work. Now, if you don't mind, I'm gonna go back to sleep because I've got a banging headache. Oh. Oh. And tech kind of disappears. Yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we thanks you for assistance. You, you, should, you should go, that's, that's not good stuff. If you brought that here, you'd be in a lot of trouble. We didn't brought this here. We didn't bring it. Yeah. I hold up my arm. Oh. <laughs> oh. How could that be here? No one here would use that. It's it's just evil. I'm going to convince her that we didn't bring her We're using sharps and negotiate. Go on then. <laughs> At least I'm going to give it a good try. Pull one. Oh, double five. Double five. Like a boss. I'm telling you now, we didn't bring that with us, all right? No, no, I suppose you wouldn't use it on your own ship. That would be... Exactly. Wouldn't make much sense now, would it? Because we are out in the middle of nowhere. We're stuck in a mushroom palace. We don't want to be stuck in stowaways. Monastery. Monastery, sorry. Place of... Search the ship. Mushrooms. Search the ship. Good idea. Good idea. Guys, search the ship. (laughs) I have got to go have a drink of something. Not milk. You haven't got any of that left. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to like get really close to her with part of my face that's going because does the little one know who uses this stuff? Mm? Only very bad people. Mm. Do you know of bad people around here? What about nobody bad here? Everyone about, here is good. What about Do you want to make a kind of a finding out secrecy role? I'm really specific with my role names, aren't I? Mm. <clears throat> yeah. What have you got that might be useful for finding out secrets from someone? I would guess well, that would be veiled and gather and ga- ga- no gather is for stuff. Okay. <clears throat> so be like veils and negotiate or veils and outwit maybe. Mm. I have outfits, but only outfits. I have well, ties. Give that a go. Outfits. Just outfits. That's one the six. Five. Not bad. So success with complication. Well, there is one person who, who's a bit mean. Mm. Tells us who this person is. 
agaricus he he works in the tree usually mm -hmm. and he's not very nice to the novices in what way not not agaricus rotundus agaricus bisphorus <laughs> I've got I, to go, and she runs off. Oh. <laughs> um, He's searching the ship. I will have a look. I was going to go down to the, I'm trying to remember what it's called, the Underthrash platform. Oh, yeah, we love the Underthrash platform. All right, then. So, searching the ship, going down to the Underthrash platform, give you a plus one advantage to tides, and search, I guess, is your best roll. So when you say a plus one advantage, is that a plus one dice or? Yes, plus one dice. So success with a complication. Mm. Someone has very definitely been here. Um, and what you see from the Underthrash platform is that attached to the long jaw, which is the chainsaw underneath your ship, there are a couple of little spore bundles, like little round, I guess the best way to describe them would be like grenades. Okay. Um, well, I don't know anything about spores or mechanics. But there are spores that have been attached to the chainsaw at intervals and you get the feeling they probably shouldn't be. Okay, well, I don't know what to do to fix it. However, I will go back up and report it to everyone else because mm. I don't know mechanics and they do. Can I use scavenge skill to like dislodge them safely and like use them at the time I find appropriate? Um, yes, I will ask you to make a grace and scavenge roll then. Mm. A five, a four, and a three. Okay, so you managed to salvage three quarters of, well, three out of the four little bundles that are attached to the long jaw. But when you go to get the last one, which is the furthest away from you, and you're kind of clinging onto the underside of the ship as best you can, the last one. When you grab it, it drops down into the tree below you, the tree line below you. And as it hits one of the leaves on the ivy down below, it breaks open and little black mold spores puff out in an almost perfect circle and start eating their way through the ivy. Ooh, nasty. Uh, can I uh, go like under the ship uh, where our is and look around? It just I, I want to try and see if I can sense anyone looking at us. If there's anyone under there hiding. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I have wave walk. Well, that's useful. Mm, we're looking more for sort of veils and sense. Instinct. Instinct and sense. Yeah, that'll do. Okay, so I've just I've only got instinct, so it's just a one. Uh, okay. Uh, 
Ooh, look at that bad boy there. There is definitely someone observing you. You can't see them, but you know they're there. You've you've felt this sort of presence before. This is someone staying around to observe their handiwork. They want to make sure that the job they've done goes off well. And there's a sort of sense of anger and annoyance coming from them. Can I can I stealth into I think the tree? I'm being watched. Can you what, Pete? Can I stealth into the into the canopy rather than uh, on the ship? Can I like get down into the natural environment to like get in a position where I can view and see if there's anyone around? Yes, you can. Um, veiled and stealth, really, I yep. suppose. And I'm or veiled use my and climb. Camouflage model this time. Ah, now it will come into effect. Yep. Uh, what does that do? Give me a meanwhile, I'll just really lean close towards Matthew and like, who's watching us in the way? Oh, look at that. And no. <laughs> you almost slide down the side of the ship. So subtle are you at creeping into the canopy. To be fair, I mean, here's a mushroom next to a mushroom monastery. <laughs> doubles as well. So as you creep down, you notice the perfect hiding place to observe the ship from in amongst the wood. And crouched in there, there is a gal wearing monastery robes, but he's got like... Um, a telescope, a short telescope, and he's clearly observing the ship with one hand shading the end of the scope so that nobody could see him. Okay. Hmm. I'm still just on edge. Yeah, yeah I'm you're on edge. You know around. someone's watching you, but you don't know where they are. Mm -hmm. Pete, you've clocked this guy. I'm going to have to lash him with my uh, Can I... Can I send one of my swarm scouts to look for I don't know, anywhere, anyone observing us. Yeah, I mean, you can send your swarm scout out to observe, yeah? yeah so your so spider I, goes scuttling off looking for you. Yes, so like, it, it comes down the human part of my face, down the nose and like, plops on my shoulder <laughs> and then he just <laughs> jumps away. <laughs> Jim, what do you want to do? Get him, I keep get him. Can I shout where the guy is? Can I just be like, he's over there? Yeah, that'll give away your position as well. Yeah, that's fine. But I was like, he's over there. I'd shout really loud. Do we hoping see that, him? Hoping that Becca can swan dive off the side of the ship and head back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, definitely axe in hand. I shall try and make a run and jump. Uh, Dude, what's, dive. What's more hilarious. Can we see him shout? He's over there because he's so invisible right now. <laughs> <laughs> and when he calls out, he's choosing to identify himself. You can't quite make out where he is. Throw my voice. Because of the mottling, but you. You see a glint from the telescope as it darts around when the voice oh. shouts out. There's definitely some leaping going on. Yeah. I think Becca's all over it. Yeah. Um, so, I'm thinking um, a... It's got to be a teeth 
um, axe uh, strike sort of move. Okay, that's going to be horrendous. That's like five dice for you, isn't it? Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> so <and> and... <laughs> you just be an innocent bystander. <laughs> Not for long. Yeah. <laughs> so as this is all going on, tech, tech. Who cares, Leon? Tech's <laughs> a little bit, a little bit drunk. <laughs> can see essentially Jim or seeing oh, triple. prepared to, to oh. jump off, uh, and he goes, "He's jumping into the canopy. Someone put a rope on him." Before he jumps over the edge. <laughs> and as you say that, he throws himself off the edge. <laughs> into the canopy. Uh, Jim, do you want to describe how you managed to land on this chap? Well, basically, I've dived off with my axe over my head. And uh, I'm basically... no. Bear in mind that Jim's character is about six foot four and built like a brick privy, wearing yeah. furs... He looks like the classic barbarian. Yeah, back of the barbarian, um, or back of the slayer, or yeah, back of the conqueror. But anyway, back of the vegetation destroyer. Um, <laughs> King of vegetation. Yeah, I shall <laughs> yeah, jump down, and I'm going to try and anchor myself so I don't fall by cleaving through him and into the ground beneath him. Yeah, so my axe sticks there so I can hold on and not drop anywhere to my now death. what type of damage does your axe do? Um, it's Is it CQ hewing? Uh, I am not sure. I would, it will say under your aspect. Yeah, it says oh, it on your character Boarding sheet. axe, yeah. Yeah, um, the, yeah CQ hewing damage. Oh, right. So CQ is close quarters. Hewing means it goes through things. And it specifically states on your boarding axe that it does more damage to vegetation. Yeah, well, structures. Structures. Yeah. So you land and you carve through this guy observing you before okay. embedding your axe in the, the rotten wood of the tree that he was standing on. It looks like there's a a little passageway down through the tree to this little obscure area where he was. No. And there's some weird little balls of string and... Tech looks over the edge and goes, Beck, mate, you are right. Yeah. He's kind of hanging from the tree. Good, good. Barnes, that's not going to grow back, is it? <laughs> no, no. Becca, do you need a hand up? No, there's a hole. Shall I break the hole? No, I'll come down and help you up. Um, <laughs> don't worry, I'll help him, and I'm just going to leap off to what, jump down there. What do you want jumping into trees for? Just give him a rope. <laughs> so, right, you leap down next to him. Are you taking a rope or just jumping down? I'm just jumping. Um, I do have leap two and grace. Go for it. Um, do I have anything else? You wave walker. I think with the leap we're looking for here, rather than him manoeuvring around the canopy. What about high ground? It's in, increased <laughs> impact on any action where I have the high ground. Yep. <laughs> so it's that four. Trying to take. Well, it increases around, impact. So if you're successful, it it's more success. Oh, okay. Right. Triple one. <laughs> now I got a six. You got a six. So you, you leap down into the canopy, swing around some ivy, and 
fling yourself back up onto the ledge next to him, hauling him back up. And yeah, there's a little tunnel here that goes up into the tree. It's quite small and cramped. You'll fit. Um, Becca's going to struggle a little bit, but the wood is rotten and soft. Um, also down here, there is a little kite and some coloured string or ribbon. It's too flat for string. My, my spider, okay. Mikey, sees all that, right? Uh, your spider has been scouring the, the other side of the ship, looking to ah. see what it could find over there. So as it's coming round the side of the ship, it sees the two of them down there. So you get the second sense of that as well. How much ribbon is down here? Um, about a meter's worth of four different colours of ribbon. There's a bunch of ribbon down here. I'll oh, shout. And a kite. And a kite. Bring it up with you. Well, like a kite, you can fly. Check it for mould first. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a look yes, at it. Yes, I hope there is some. Mm, there I'll is also it. a rifle. Sorry, I should have uh -huh. mentioned the rifle. Too. Okay, yeah, the rifle. <laughs> There's a rifle and a telescope. <laughs> so there is a breach, breach action rifle and a telescope there as well. The telescope's got a bit of blood on it. Oh, yeah, that'll wash off. Well, it's kind of black icor rather than blood. Uh, a telescope could come in handy for someone that spends all their time on the observation post with yeah. looking skills. Um, yeah, okay. Becca, can you manage the kite and the ribbon? What you want me to fly it? No, just bring it back up to the ship. I'll check is the tunnel. Is I'll it check not flying tunnel. up near the ship? Oh, Isn't this it? thing here. Yeah. It's only uh, a little kite. It's not like a, a man-sized kite. Oh, okay. You know, you can get those. It's an option for attaching yeah. to the ship. You can get like a, if, a giant hang glider kite that you can de deploy from the top of the ship. Oh, cool. That's if awesome. I get this one. up in the air, will it carry my weight? This no. one, no. It's only about <laughs> that big. No. And I'm just going to start... It would carry your weight the all the way that. down into the darkness under the eaves. Can I have climbed up... <laughs> can I have climbed up to the ship now, please? Yes. I'm going to kind of climb up the tunnel, but kind of every now and again, kind of pushing my back against the roof of the tunnel to yeah, kind of make it a bit... Bits of it flake off as you go. Um, yeah, basically, there's... I'm trying to make it a bit broader for Becca. Oh, no, I just throw... Text throwing a rope down for Becca. I'm very good at climbing. So you make your way back up through the tunnel and it leads up into um, some sort of soft wooden, almost cellars beneath the monastery. And there's a couple of gal sort of in there and they look quite surprised when you appear. Uh, one of them says, excuse me, where have you been? Oh, just under the canopy. And uh, where, where is Brother Agaricus? Not Rotundus, Bisphorus. Who? There's two of him now. Oh, did you come up the tunnel behind me, Becca? <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm taking care of the kite. <laughs> no, I'm just. Gonna, <laughs> I have no idea who that is. He was. He was working in the lower cellar. Did you pass him? No. <laughs> <laughs> so convincing. <laughs> No, I, I, I genuinely... No, you didn't pass him, because you have no idea who he is. You've not lied. I, not, I don't him. know who he is. 
<laughs> no, no, I'm genuinely not liking it. You I make your no way idea. back up out of the monastery and back around to the ship, carrying this this kite. Um, Becca, you uh, noticed that on the kite there is uh, a stylized drawing of a snake, a face view of a of a snake rearing up. Part of a snake watch. No, it's not snake watch. Your snake watch. Oh, Sequoia dudes. No, no, cult. They're, they're the police. Strange cult. Strange cult. Chaos cultists. <laughs> you make your back onto the ship. We uh, we we get to set off. We're happy there's no more mold. Uh, uh, sorry, well, are we all just going to glaze over the fact that we just chopped a mushroom in half? It's only a mushroom. I beg your pardon. <laughs> I was going to say, Barnes is only a mushroom. Not cutting I'm in a half. gal, not a mushroom. I mean, no, that's like a gal. Mushroom. That was I, a mushroom. I don't call you a chicken nugget, do I? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like I said, you're a gal. That was a mushroom. What did he have on him? Did he have anything? You know, what was he doing <laughs> down there? You can um, see the rifle. It's not yeah, a yeah, it's, it's oh, yeah, I can see... my bag. Hmm. Uh, he had this, I'll kind of say, nudging it. And also, got something to help me look out for things a bit better. I'll say producing the telescope. Finally. Inside my jacket. Have you ever did, used did one of those before, pointing at the gun on your back? Ah, it can't be that hard to work out. Oh, dear God. Did, he have, clear. did he have those lower mushroom growths that can be eaten? No, he didn't. <laughs> I did. Oh, I have no idea. I think Becca... Have one of uh, mine. That is kite. <laughs> oh, Becca, that's a pretty kite. What's that drawing on it? Don't know, but I'm going to see if I can hit with it next time. Yeah. <laughs> see okay. what sort of damage well, it'll do. I mean, that sounds great, Becca. Great plan. Can I just have a look at it first and then hit whatever you want with it? Yeah, you can do if you want. Okay, you... I'm going to have a look at the kite and then I'm going to see the snake on it. Guys, is this the, is this the thing we're looking for? Oh. Big angry snake. We're not looking it's for a drawing a kite, of a big tech. angry snake. I mean, <laughs> we're looking for tech, a big. We're not looking snake. for kites. <laughs> no, I know that, but we're looking for a copperhead snake, right? Yes. Big, big maybe, ugly thing. Maybe he worships the snake. Yeah. So what we're saying is, we just cut somebody who might have invaluable information in half. He was trying to kill Abel. us. Yeah. Look at what he did to the ship. Screw him. And we need to go find Cordyceps two days that way. Hey, cool. You have to live in the present. There's nothing that can be done about that now. Uh, uh, here you go, Beck. Every kite back. Have fun flying uh, it. Why, why do you think he had a... return to the mycelium <laughs> yeah. network? As a question, are the kites used for anything besides... Yeah. You know, yeah. Is it like a thing? <laughs> um, you Sorry? can use them to send messages. So it would be almost like a smoke signal in some ways. You could send up a kite uh, with coloured flags on. So like uh, I have that, if I have that in my languages... If any of you speak signalling... I do. No. You would recognise that the kite could be used for the oh. purposes of sending uh, signals. Cool. I, like I do speak a smattering of signalling. <laughs> so at which point I, I turn around to Beck actually and go, don't hit anything with it. We might need it. Just just for a little while. Yeah, it's only very basic signalling. Oh, so even those okay. of you with a smattering would be able to tell that it could be used to send really simple messages based on the colours that you'd attach to it to fly it with. 
Ah, okay. And that's what that's what all those ribbons must be. Yeah. Ah. Um, perhaps we should hand it over to our friend here. I will say gesturing at tech. If, yeah. if he knows I how think... to use it, then it makes sense. Well, it might be that if we're going into the territory of these snake worshipping guys, this might buy us some valuable time with not being, you know Or get us through somewhere with a signal. Exactly. That's what see that you're the smart one. Give us the element of surprise so we can shank him. Yeah, but well, yeah. Don't I'm going to skim over the next little bit of journey rather than doing another montage roll. Um, but nobody's injured at the minute anyway, are they? And well, no. I mean, Barnes oh. has lost a hand. Oh, yeah, hand. lost <laughs> a hand. I I hand took a my, my, hand, my I, hand's gone. For the montage, can I ask Tech to show me the basic workings of a rifle? Everybody needs a montage. <laughs> montage. <laughs> Just so I can see I'm how it. I'm gonna grow my bloody hand back. Do, do you actually have the shoot skill? <laughs> um, so, Pete, you grow your hand back. Um, tech. <laughs> can, runs. I, no, can it just be me interspersed between all their montages? <laughs> me staring at my hand, <laughs> like trying to make it grow, and then something else, and then willing it to grow from stubby little Deadpool <laughs> and fingers. And I've just got little fingers like Deadpool. <laughs> I, I now have this image of you like a Deadpool, you know, when he's, yeah, he's got a little tiny little hand. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on a deck and I'm obviously very, very sad. Oh. Yeah. Someone ate my tongue. <laughs> oh, there's, still, there's still some left. We couldn't eat the whole thing. <laughs> so two days later, you kind of cruise up next to this big patch of um, rotten leaves, uh, dead bits of tree. There are mushrooms and fungal spores and mycelium growing over big chunks of the canopy. So you sort of sail carefully around it and there's a little shack that's been built out of driftwood and planks and bits of insect carapace uh, giant leaves stitched together for the roof, which are all like dry and crinkling now, straining at the. Um, as we're pulling in, I'm stitching. having a very in-depth conversation with Trixie, and I'm informing her, like Trixie, I'm not being funny. Those spores ate a hole in our ship. That's what you're here for, right? Make sure there's none of this stuff gets on our boat this time. All right? She kind of chitters at you aggressively. Don't you get lippy around. with me, young lady. <laughs> You're here to do a job. Otherwise, I'll let Becca eat you. Or I'll milk you. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we've run out of milk. <laughs> milky, milky. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I've given Trixie instructions to eat anything that gets on the ship. Uh, but maybe not the horrible acid no, mold. Acid mold. <laughs> yeah. Hey, rather tricksy than my ship. Or our ship. Ooh. Sorry, our ship. So we have more lemurs, it's fine. Yeah, but she's the matriarch. But lose the dominant female and they'll all run crazily. Yeah, they'll okay. run a mock. Okay. Oh, fine. Trixie, send one of your underlings to do it. <laughs> <laughs> So you pull up outside the shack. Your ship is actually bigger than the shack. So you kind of pull up around it with the two prongs of your 
um, catamaran prow, almost pointing directly into it. Hello in the shack. A little puff of smoke comes out of the roof. We Ooh, go to say hi. Decidedly yep. aromatic. Who wants to go knock on the door? I think we oh. should send Becca. Yeah, do you want me to knock the door down? I mean, I'll knock go on the with door. you, Becca. I'll go with you, Becca. Yeah, just... something <laughs> smells nice. I'll go too. Yeah. Becca, okay. it's probably good if you don't inhale too much of what's going on in this hut. Has it got anything to do with that bad smell? No, no, no. It's it's going to be very good, but but not not. We but we don't want you getting too high on the fumes. You might smash the whole ship apart. Oh, uh, actually, disappointingly for Becca, there really isn't a door. There's kind of a leaf curtain in place of where a door would normally be. I'll rip, I, I will rip it down, though, <laughs> as in a, a, um, a com not a complimentary, but like a, con yeah, a consolidate. Yeah, yeah. Just oh, he's getting ripped on the way through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rip. Doors open. And I'll, do, I'll let out a big sigh as I'll rip it down. Oh, God. And inside this tiny little shack, um, there's loam on the floor um there's a pile of insect carcasses some of which are the size of dogs in this room um all of which it looks like the heads have been sort of popped open and the brains are missing and then What's sat in a corner near a very very small fire fire is very dangerous in the wild sea um, trees react quite badly to it. Not in that they burn down, in that they grow quicker often when burned. It's a bizarre side effect of the wild sea. Oh, cool. But sat next to a small fire is what looks to be just a heap of fungus at first. And then you gradually start to pick out humanoid features from it. It's the gruffiest looking gal you ever did see you almost can't work out which end is its head it's that unruly and it sort of moves as you come in and limbs start to make themselves clear ish on this thing but it's it's quite trippy just looking at this guy and he's got he sort of brings one big tenderly paw up to his mouth and tips something in and chews the wet smacking sound uh. greetings uh. and he exhales and this little cloud of spores comes out uh. we, 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 what's that we've got don't, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't, 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 don't. Yes, uh, my dinner, says this big mound. I'm going to invoke my psychomantium ramblings, mycocelium ram ramblings, as a spell, and I'm going to talk to him through the mycelium network. 
surrounding. Oh, discovery, what has thou done? I'm going to do a backflip and <laughs> we're in a room together doing Amdram, surrounded by a bright light. No. Um, and I'm... Oh, and so if your plan fails, just tell me and I'll pick you up and throw him at him. Okay. I, I will commune with him. His eye blisters kind of pop open at random on his face. Nice. And the, the susurrus of whispers through the mycelial network strikes a chord and he responds in kind. And a message sort of darts back and forth between you. You have a conversation that lasts months in the space of seconds. You speak and exchange knowledge of rot and decay throughout this area. Oh, yeah. And you become aware in very short order that there are a bunch of human ardent, sorry, cannibals living not too far from here who have been making sacrifices to Kizilekem for many, many years now. And they believe that by doing so, they have tamed the beast and one day will ride it to victory against the people of the mountain. Do they have like these weird long hook things? That they have to <laughs> I say send men to summon worms. <laughs> okay, ardent cannibals, you say. Great, we can go trade something with them for knowledge. <laughs> yes, there are ardent cannibals living nearby who know something okay. about the snake because they believe they will ride it to victory and they've been making sacrifices to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. When I come out of the mycelium network, yeah. uh, um, I think we should leave before anything untoward happens. I've communed with him and he has passed on information. There are some of your people, Becca, that we must go visit and talk to. And so he's Becca's the cannibal. Becca over. Don't go. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't. Watch, watch out. Watch out. And don't, he reaches up under his armpit. And there's a, a popping sound. And he hands you uh, a little red and white <laughs> spotted toadstool mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> and and his his eye blisters kind of all blink on one side. A gift from Papa oh. Nurgle. I'll I'll try and I'll try and push it into one of his eyes on that side, really gently, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> and he points at your mouth, and it starts doing this on your lip like, <laughs> is this some sort of mating thing I think we should go I think we should go <laughs> well maybe we should stay I'm quite interested <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll caress I'll caress his mouth <laughs> his mouth you think is kind of underneath as you caress his mouth you get you get a little bit of um, I don't know it could be wasp could be maggot brain on the fingers <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn around and shrug at Barnes. I'm not looking. This is a it's a tender moment between two people. I'm I'm not I'm not looking. Oh. This is really strange. Perhaps perhaps if you two are finished. I thought you were a professional backer. We should probably leave. 
I thought he wanted me to feed this into one of his eyes. I, 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 I think we should leave. I like that. You agree? Mm, yes. <laughs> yes, I agree with my friend. Jim, if you want to put on your specimens, wayfinder mushroom. Okay. Erotic mm. wayfinder mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't when he gave it to you. <laughs> Turns out you made it erotic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen it in my head again. <laughs> well we've broken down he's had to mute himself uh, erotic wayfinder mushroom yeah that's the boy <laughs> professional I'm composed professional I'm composed Behold the might and majesty of Garplay Games. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Mushroom right, what do you want to do? Did we learn anything? I'll say to Oh yeah. Yes. Yes, when we go back I'll be like, I've, uh, I, I communed with him and there, there is a group of, of, of your people, of, of ardents, of your people, I'll say gesturing at the humans, um, nearby who who, who offer um, offer things to Kizilekem, hoping that one day they will ride the serpent into victory. What could they offer the thing? I, I, I don't know. Animals, offerings. I'm trinkets. guessing dinner. Oh, they're cannibals. Did I not say they're cannibals? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so let me get straight. We're going well, to like the monks. Yeah, like the mushroom eating guys. Uh no no. Literally eating each other. And eating you if you arrive. Well, maybe, maybe not. Depends if they're hungry, I suppose. Oh, I don't like that. It gives Ardence a bad name, that does. Double stand. You mean double perhaps, standards? Perhaps, perhaps you could hide downstairs then when we when we talk to them. I ain't doing no hiding for no ardent eaters. Anyway, we got a giant snake to find, don't we? You could try and make yourself look less tasty. There's no making this look less tasty. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cut yourself in barbecue sauce. They'll hate it. All right. Well, I say we go pay these ardent a visit. Carry a bag of sprouts with you whenever one comes for you. Just like, ah, ah. <laughs> Eat some asparagus. <laughs> Ooh, good shout. <laughs> All right, come on in, everyone. Back aboard. Let's go again. Let's go. Okay. So, Pete, if you're going to navigate for this, it will be a tides and scent. I'd see Tides and um, Wave Walker. Okay. That's two. I've still got one re-roll. Mm. Um, you do know that the mushroom that Jim's got might help you find your way, but that it wouldn't work on your physiology. 
gotcha. Okay, so someone else has to do it. Uh, but I got a six. But it's not a problem. From from the memories you shared through the mycelial network, you think you know of a place called the Wheel, which is where these guys hang out. It's a rotten grove of like autumnal trees, and they've got the leftover remnants of a bunch of trashed ships sort of strung loosely together in a big wheel in the treetops where they cool. make their home. We're heading for the wheel, the cannibal wheel. So by the time you get there, you're more than a week widdershins of Distrain Mountain. <laughs> Sorry, it's a good word. I love that word. It's a great word. I love Widdershins. Of Distrain Mountain. So you've come around the edge of the peak. You can see up on the distance, you can see the, the peak rising up. And it's the side where um, the clan holds are located rather than the, the posh side with all of the rich people's estates. So there's a few clan holds dotted on the mountains. You probably think that from where they are, they couldn't really make out much of this or they would just dismiss it out of hand. Because the wheel, despite its grandiose name, is actually not that impressive. Now, Rog, you would be the first one to notice it from up in the observation turret with your telescope. telescope. <laughs> <clears throat> that's, um, a, that's a, a two-track piece of gear. Tech has uh, put up what he believes to be reasonable signals to say, we're friends. So you've got the kite trailing off above you, you've got your telescope in front of you, and you can see this circle of really shit, old, battered ships lashed together quite crudely with ropes and rigging. Sails gone, engines cannibalised. Um, but one really halfway decent quality trading vessel that appears to be quite well stuffed with goods. So there's, there's a trading vessel that looks not new, but certainly in the last 10 years. Uh, now, you know that some desperate traders do use this as a shortcut to get back around to Port Cracktooth if they think they can get away with it. Clearly, these traders have fallen afoul of one of the risks of the shade, and they've been captured by these people dwelling on the wheel. And their ship is tied up alongside the wheel, and you can make out tiny little specks going on and off of it. All right, I will report my observations. <clears throat> there might be some good loot over there. Don't know well, how many cannibals there are yet. There's no harm in getting paid while we're getting paid, right? Are we just going to pull well, up if, there? If those cannibals were to, you know, have an accident, that would probably be better for everyone. I don't know how many there are, though. I don't know. I'll tell you when we get closer. Well, if you get any closer, there's a greater chance of you being spotted. So then your kite will come into effect. OK, I'm assuming my telescope can't determine how can't see them clearly enough to count them. Not until you get closer. So if you get closer, you'll be relying on your kite to get you past and then your telescope to see <laughs> if you can get a better now, idea of who's there. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit inebriated when I made this flag up, kite up. So we're either saying we're friends 
or a big old you. <laughs> Hopefully it's the fact we're friends. Because if it says the other thing, they're probably going to kill us. I'm going to just stand up by the harpoon gun. <laughs> <clears throat> That's right. Yeah, you stand up the front there because you're big and spiky and you look scary. Let's go with that. Beck. Beck. Beck, come here. Beck, come here. Get your big axe ready. All right. And take yourself off mute. <laughs> take yourself off mute. <laughs> <laughs> Beck, have your big axe ready. Might need it. Might be some smashing to be done. Oh right, okay. Yeah. But Ben, the bladed prow, do we that's just like the fact that there's a big blade on the front and if we crash into things it'll chew it up or is Well your like your a... ship is like a crescent moon and the two points of the crescent moon are sort of hardened uh, like a ramming prow. Okay. So that you gotcha. can cut through the trees as you're going along, mm -hmm. but also you can use it as a ram sure. should you need to. Okay. So that works more in sort of ship-to-ship -ship combat. That would be massive impact. You mean ship-to-will? <laughs> <laughs> Qualifies. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a plan. What we're going to oh, do... Beck, you're going to stand at the front and then we're going to ram into the ship and then you're going to kill all the cannibals. Does that sound like a fair plan? Is, is everyone yeah. happy with that plan? Yeah. Perfect plan. Yeah, sounds, that sounds excellent. damaging our ship? Nah, we got the spiky bits in the front, right? Mm, be fine. It is literally designed for that. Yeah. Right. Remember, this thing was designed to hunt a giant snake the size of a train. Could we uh, could we pretend to be cannibals, <laughs> or could, could you guys pretend to be cannibals? Could one of you be chewing on the other one as we approach? <laughs> <laughs> I can chew on anybody you want. Give Revan a nibble as we get closer and see if they spot you. I will cut anyone trying to nibble on me. It's not real, Revan. It's not really going to bite. You. I mean, back. I don't, don't really... care. Well, you never know with Becca, do you? That's true. <laughs> well, I mean, we can try the we're going to get close approach, but I think we should go for the we're going to surprise we them. That and... was a plan B, I think. Plan A should be let's let's be friends. Plan B is send in Becca. <laughs> Seems That's to be our plan standard B. plan B. Plan B for Becca. <laughs> so do, do a bite, Revan, or not? No, <laughs> not yet, not yet, not yet. When we get closer, right. pretend, pretend. Okay. Right, Dan, what level of signalling have you got? I've got signalling the the, the 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 one for is it fluent, smattering, fluent, uh, or knowledge? I've got oh no, I've only actually I've only got smattering. Smattering actually, I was uh, incorrect okay. in my in my. Well, that's, that's so one nice. dice of um, smattering, uh, <laughs> and you can put that. Somebody with... in the chat, please give Dan a reroll. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can uh, I use sharps? Yes, you can use sharps. Cool, can I help him with my smattering? Not especially. Okay. <laughs> I got this. Believe. I was drinking while I did this. It's fine. See? 
Oh wait, four—that's a pass, right? <laughs> I read the total. That's a, it's an almost pass. Yeah, it's it's a complicated pass. Yeah, it's a complicated. Crash pass. into the ship and say, "Hey, we're friends." <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to let you get closer to see what the hell is going on. They don't know anybody with a ship this nice. Becca, chew, chew on Revan. Becca, quick. <laughs> As we're getting closer, can I tell how many there are using the telescope? Yes, you can. You can make an observation sense. Sorry, sense and do 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 sharps or grace because grace is for precision so i suppose Daniel's okay. Got yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and is there any part of it i need to buy you can add Let's a dice go. for your um telescope chew his ankle or his calf it's a good okay. the calf's a good fleshy bit oh i got a six hey so, yeah, you reckon that this, uh, the, the cannibals themselves, there's probably only a dozen of them. Uh, most of them are fairly thin and emaciated, like they haven't had a good meal in a while. But you do notice sort of striding amongst them is this one massive ectus. I'm going to get down on all fours by Revan's legs. <laughs> I will move away. <laughs> He's up on the observation platform with his telescope. <laughs> I'll climb up there and up here, up here, Barnes. <laughs> I can see an ectus. Yeah, there's this one massive here. ectus um, with uh, an axe quick. not too dissimilar to Becker's. Chew on my hue. <laughs> um, yes, there They're is. Walking amongst them, and he appears to be sort of giving orders every now and again. I don't think I've ever heard of an ectus cannibal. Yeah, again, I'll shut down. Uh, there seems to be some big ectus who's in charge. There's a dozen of them, all look thin. Doesn't look like they see many of us. Maybe we could trade them, but, uh, trick them, trade them a meal, or like maybe Becca for, Becca for some can information, fuck them up. and then Becca could <laughs> fuck them up, as you say, whatever that means. And at that noise, you hear the spin of the revolver bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I say we fuck them up because they're ardent and they're giving us a bad name. <laughs> Uh, the more islands I see out here in but the wild this... sea, the more cannibals I see. I don't know. They're... You're all an uncouth but... bunch to me. But oh, there's the mushroom. Right? The mushroom. Not alive. truly connected. I mean, we, we want to find the snake, so maybe keep, keep talk one to them. Alive. <laughs> uh, Beck, do keep you think alive. you can keep one alive? So I can. Can you keep one alive? Uh, breathing alive like us. Uh, oh. um, Hit him with the oh. flat bit of the axe on the head. Boom, but not too hard. Don't want him dead. Uh, uh, I don't know, you know. How about you attack right. some of them and we'll grab one of the others? Yeah, that's a good plan. Beck, you kill of the dozen that are there, you kill 11 of them and we'll grab one. Rod, it does look guy. as you get a little bit closer still that um, they appear to have the crew of the merchant vessel, which you can now see has the name painted on the side, Desperate Endeavour. They've got them <laughs> all on one part of the wheel in a cage right near the edge, just sort of hanging over the edge. So if they broke out of the oh. cage, they'd fall. Oh, they've got how many prisoners? About half a dozen prisoners. Oh, they've got about six prisoners. The prisoners could probably tell us stuff. Let's just kill all the bloody cannibals. 
Yeah, That's the way have... Revan's getting more and more geezer as the evening progresses. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Wait. cunning plan. Uh-huh. Oh. Release the prisoners so they help us fight. Cannon fodder. Speaking of cannons, who here can shoot that big harpoon gun at the giant cactus guy? No offence, Mahu. No offence. But Anybody with shoot can shoot the harpoon gun. Also, anybody with shoot can shoot the rifle, and anybody with shoot can shoot your pistol, but they'd probably have to prize it from your cold, dead fingers. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm also maybe the only person with shoot. Is the big, is the big harpoon gun heavy? It's fixed on the <laughs> ship. <laughs> it's, it's a vehicle-mounted weapon. <laughs> yes, it's heavy. Hey, can someone give it's me got a nasty recoil? How, how many harpoons have we got, though, if... Uh... I mean, if if they're about to feed those people to Back a gun, grab onto really a harpoon something and we'll fire that's you across. super precise for shooting at um, individual people. It's more for leviathan-sized creatures yeah. in ship-to-ship well, combat. I'm thinking, and it is a good plan, this one. Yeah, I'm thinking that we can get it moved from here and then we use it as a battering ram on his head with the harpoon bit. <laughs> no. It was good. I like it, Beck. I like where you're going with that. But maybe Rax could just do it just as well. Yeah, all right. So does anybody want to do anything at range as you hove into view? Unfortunately, my pistol's probably not long enough range. And somebody else has a rifle. You can borrow my rifle. (laughs) Um, What else can we do? So, Leon, you've got the harpoon gun. Roger's got a rifle. (laughs) <laughs> I've got a bow, which is more accurate than a harpoon yeah. gun. <laughs> borrow the rifle. I'm not very good at range. Could we harpoon a section of the wheel and then just go as fast as we can and try and tear the wheel apart? Oh, yeah, that's a cool idea. But what about the prisoners? We kind of need them to tell us stuff. They'll be fine. They're still... We won't shoot their bit of the wheel. We'll shoot the other bit of the wheel. I'm not entirely sure how well built that thing is. If I'm that's completely honest. Work. Okay, then should we just go and pull up alongside the prisoners and try and save them and shoot yes. off yes. the cannibals as they approach? Yes. Professor oh, was... Lobotomy and Mr. Splatter are ready. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to have to bail out if that's okay. I'm just yeah, no worries, mate. Okay. We, we've gone on a little bit later than I had yeah. originally no, that's planned. Cool, that's cool. But no, no, just want to say what a great game this is. It is brilliant. a lot of fun. Yeah, really cool. well, totally different to anything I've played before. And yeah, spot on. But thank you very much. Okay. All right. Well, Take okay. care. See you later. Thanks, guys. Right, really audience, folks, we will probably keep going for a little bit longer as long as uh, the rest of my players are okay later, with Jim. that. Yeah, uh, we are at the Grand Denouement. Right. I say ramming speed. Um, Mayhew, can you use this? I'll say holding the rifle. Uh, yeah, I've uh, seen one of those before. Do you want to borrow it? It's small. I'm still learning how to use it. You see, I'm not very good. Yeah, I think it's probably longer range than my bow. Save me using my arrows. And in the rifle, I want it back. You'll you'll get it back. <laughs> right. So, what do you want to do? What's the plan? Pictures. We're going to pull up alongside the prisoners and just try, yeah, try and... and put one of your catamaran pontoons underneath them. 
Are they on the inside or the outside? They're on a cage which is hanging out over the edge of the canopy. Oh, so on the outside. All right, then. Humanitarian, let's go save the prisoners. And kill everyone else. Because I would have been shooting at us. Yeah, it'd be grand. Who's steering? Not me. <laughs> I'm terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can steer if you want to be ready to shoot him. If you um if you see that small see that small mushroom he has there, if you if you eat that, you'll you'll be you'll 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 hone your senses, good lad. Do you want to be up ready to start shooting him, Tech? I can take the wheel. Sure thing. Nothing like killing some ardent scum. And Hello. why are you always trying to get me to eat bloody mushrooms? <laughs> Right, Roger, on... make a make a grace and wave rider roll to pull up neatly alongside. I think uh, we could probably do yes. with someone Ooh, with like spider done. powers to be able to maybe get into the cage to help maybe unlock things. So you cruise up alongside. Um... If only we had someone with spider powers. <laughs> <laughs> the the pirates at this stage um some of them have started to get into little skiffs and start powering them up to come chasing around near you uh one of them is firing a harpoon gun at you oh well our ship or someone specific your ship yeah so he fires a harpoon gun at the ship and as you're cruising in it kind of stops you being able to pull up. The rope tightens and holds you just back from the cage. So you can see the cage, but you can't get underneath it. Uh, another one appears to be going to open the cage. Wait, two seconds. I haven't got the stream up. I've just got Twitch open nope. and I've just yeah, got the holding worry. screen. The holding screen is on while I rearrange all the camera, all the, all the video. Okay, sorry. Because everyone's, um, everyone's moved around. So Everyone can hear us. Yep. So the skiff's yep. a lot smaller than we are, right? The skiffs are a lot smaller than you are, yeah. Can I just kind of try and pull give it a bit more juice? So in anyway, yeah, just go give it. Oh, a you're bit. you're being held on the wheel. The harpoon gun is mounted on the wheel. This sort of uh... ring of ship can carcasses. I... Yeah, I have ancient glass, so can I use it to cut the? <laughs> you want to climb out and start hacking away at the rope on the harpoon? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How close yeah, I, are we to the actual structure of the wheel? Um, very close now. Close you enough for me to leap individuals. across the gap. Not leap across the gap, but shoot across <laughs> the gap. Okay. I'm going to shoot. So, Leon, the gap. you're you're with the rifle, aren't you? Yep, I will. So there's there's one guy who's running towards the prisoner cage. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and trail along on him. Okay. Grace uh, and shoot roll. So hang on, let me go. Uh, where's my with my a bonus die for the rifle? My shoot is one, bonus one. Oh, yeah, okay. I won't cut frame because I don't have enough. So two dice. Do, 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 do. Ooh, oh, pal! You you wing him successfully as he's running towards the cage. You take out his leg and he spins and drops. the The rifle's got quite a powerful kick to it. And he goes down. Uh, you think he was probably going for a lever that would dump the contents of the cage into the canopy. Okay. Uh, uh, 
while the rest of them are now joining in on the process of running towards where you are, except for the ones that are in the little skiffs. So you've got three little skiffs who are all cruising around you. All right. And then you've got a couple of guys still on the wheel. Okay. Uh, I am going to shoot the nearest guy on the wheel. Um, And I'm going to be like, you ardent scum, you give us a bad name. And that's one of my drives to give myself an extra bonus dice. So I now get six dice. Are you going to cut for impact? No, because I'm also going to activate thunder for one. It's a four track thing. So any, it makes any successes better. There we go. And I got uh, six with double five as well. Six with a double and extra impact from thunder. Um, you fire and one of them is fired back off the wheel into the hole in the middle between the ships. You hear him scream as he goes, ah! as he plummets down the inside of the wheel. Is That's it? right, you are and scum. Ah, yeah. Ah, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Roger, what do you want to do? Uh, sorry, just to let everyone know, I have rearranged the faces. Apologies to everyone for putting the holding screen up, but it would have just been a bit of a mess uh, of screens. So it's all, it's all, it's all back. Consummate professionalism here. <laughs> so, I, given that we're still kind of floating here, I probably need to try and stay on the wheel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so you, you can make the... uh, a ram them. wave walker <laughs> and another wave walker and grace roll to see how the fight between you and the harpoon gun is going uh, pretty well yeah pretty well um you sort of pull some of the connections to... loose on the wheel they've still got you pinned but you've separated two of their sections so the wheel has become more of a string and it's become less stable uh meanwhile zika if you want to make a grace and climb roll mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, I got a six and a five. Nice. So you you climb out and you sort of wrap yourself around the harpoon um, and with your extra arm, slice through the rope using the glass that you've got. Um, please sacrifice the yep. ancient glass as slicing through it and the, the snap of the harpoon rope breaks the, the connection and your glass goes flying out of your hand. But the ship is broken free and you cruise it round, Roger, as you pull loose, opening up the wheel even further. Pete, what do you want to do? I'm really a close quarters kind of guy, so I'm not sure there's a lot I can do right now. Um, can I see any exposed bone anywhere? <laughs> um, what's happening to the prisoners, sorry? The prisoners are locked in a cage. Yep. I thought, are they trying to get them out of the cage? Uh, they're trying to get underneath the cage so they don't get dumped into the canopy. Um, what you can see is that one of the cannibals has like a, a big bird skull on one of his Ooh. shoulder pieces, which you're pretty sure is definitely bone. Okay. And is it attached to him? Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and uh, gonna pull out the hexed tooth that I hold, and I'm gonna attempt to levitate that that person 
by the ex contro levitating control exposed bone with my hex tooth. Yeah. Okay. Lift it into the air, and then drop him over the side of the side of the thing into the into the <laughs> wild sea below. Uh, it sounds like an iron, and um, hmm. what's a good skill to go with it? Hunt. Yeah. Okay. Iron hunt. So you my, do it. You, you eat, pick this guy up. You can use your reroll. Or does it work? It barely. Okay, you start dragging this guy. Ah! There you go. You start dragging him by his shoulder blade, and then you kind of squeeze in on the tooth and concentrate harder, and drag him, kicking and screaming, trying to unbuckle his shoulder pad off the edge of the wheel, and down into the canopy. A few mushrooms bloom on my shoulder. <laughs> it's pretty scary. <laughs> Sounds like something a spy would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay. we, are, we are underneath them now. You're, you're, you pull underneath the prisoners now, yeah. So you and can walk out along the way. I say we are butting the wheel as well. Yes, you're abutting the wheel, so you can walk out along the wheel and get either to the cage or to the wheel. I was going to say, I'm going to jump up onto the wheel, because you said the other guy was going for a, um, a lever. Yeah. So I'm going to jump up on the wheel and pull said lever to drop them onto our boat. I feel like I'm going to know that he's about to try and open up the bottom of the cage. So I'm going to try at least position myself to catch <laughs> one or two of them yeah. as they fall. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that more dangerous for them yeah, for you to be say, underneath them? <laughs> I am quite spiky. You are quite spiky. <laughs> but I didn't think about I'm that quite, before I'm I quite, said it. I'm quite spongy. I'll go over as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm going to, like, leap up and be like... Hur, 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 and, like, be, and, like, really bad, like, action hero roll across the decking. Like, ah, don't worry, guys. We're here to save you. And I pull the lever and drop them onto our boat. Okay. Um, I'd be terrified. <laughs> Don't worry, we're here to save you. <laughs> As we pull the execution lever. <laughs> right, make a, a grace and something athletic you roll. Uh, I have. Uh, da, 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 da. What about a grace and scramble? Because I'm not that. Well, no, that'll do. Yeah, grace and scramble. Perfect. Grace and scramble. And can I use my mechanic arm as a bonus for pulling the lever? Yes. Oh. What else is... Oh, come on. If there's going to be a use of a mechanical arm, it's for pulling a lever, isn't it? <laughs> if you fail double, the lever is oh, no. mechanical. <laughs> <laughs> no double. Uh, I assume I have a reroll. Oh, I do have a reroll. Oh, thank uh, you, yeah, from Yeah, from like half an hour ago. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Yay! So you yank on the lever. My giant mechanical arm. And they, like... they drop out onto the wing of the ship. Gather them on the bar. And you, you gather them back into your ship. What do you want to do? Below deck. Shout them. Get them to run along. Where is How many the more serpent? Left in the, world? the serpent comes. If 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 there's no sacrifice, the serpent comes. Oh perfect. Brilliant. <laughs> okay. We probably shouldn't have been throwing them overboard. I assume you are the sacrifice. 
Yes, we, we were meant to be. Okay. Uh, Get us out of here. Help us. Yeah. We need to slay the beast. The beast will be coming if we, we can warn the others. We could tell the settlements. Or we or can we slay can the beast it. when it arrives. <laughs> um, we we're still away? harpooned into the wheel, aren't we? Yeah. So No, the harpoon to the wheel has been cut. broken. Yeah, I'll blow around it. Uh, cut it. Okay. How many cannibals are still around? Uh, there's um, six in the little skiffs, and then another four on the wheel. And then uh, four on the wheel are retreating to the farther side of the wheel to get away from you. How, how many skiffs are there? There are three skiffs. Three skiffs each of which so... has got a driver and some kind of maniac with a weapon. Okay, so I, I'm still where that harpoon is, and I'm going to try to shoot at one of the skiffs. Uh, kind of the, the harpoon driver. that you were attached by wasn't your harpoon gun. It yeah, was their yeah. harpoon stuck yeah, in yeah, you. Yeah, I'm there. Like, I'm hanging, and by one arm, and I have two more. And I have uh, Mr. Splatter. Oh, you I have? Yeah, to... you've got your gun, haven't you? Yes. And <laughs> I okay, want to fire away. Yes, I also Grace have Harsh versus Gangs and something, something. So can I apply that drive bonus? Yes, you can. So it could be iron plus black market shoot. pistol. I don't yep. care, shoot. I have iron, black shoot, pistol. black market pistol. Nice. And a bonus from your drive. So that's uh, one, two, three, four. This six. I've got a six yes. and two twos. Nice. So, yeah, you... Are you shooting for the driver or the, the weapon guy? Uh, driver. Because so you shoot the driver of one of the skiffs and it careens out of control into the canopy and you hear screaming from down below. Yeah. Can I can I use the the twist that that I, that I get to like uh, for, for the skiff to hit another skiff, perhaps? Yes, you can, because we're in the end game and that's cool and dramatic. So one skiff hits another skiff and the, the two weapon guys go flying out of the sides and fall screaming into the canopy. And the driver Shouting, witness, witness! Witness me! Italian <laughs> chrome! Uh, I'm going to shout to Tech, get back on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> just like kind of roll off the edge of the wheel onto the boat and as tech gets back on the boat the trees themselves lurch a little bit and there's like another wave that appears in the trees and you didn't appreciate quite how big a leviathan could be until kizilek M bursts up out of the canopy shooting straight up nearly 50 feet into the air a snake as big around as a train There's your harpoon gun is not going to be enough ramming speed, ramming speed. <laughs> i have something uh, I that have can help idea. us yeah i i have still have those two eating mushroom eating bombs uh, can I use craft to attach it, both of them, to the harpoon so we can shoot it and then they can eat at the flesh of the beast? Ooh, nice idea. Yes, also, make, uh... I have an ancient engine, so tech 
line this ship up for ramming speed and I'm going downstairs oh, I'm to already... strap it to the main I was going to say, Roger, main engine. I'm, probably I'm, at, the I'm on the helm and oh, I'm, on already, the I'm already okay, full so speed I... ahead at the snake. Okay. I'm right, under so, the harpoon gun. <laughs> Zika, if you want to make a sharps and craft roll. Can I make, can I use, uh, I don't know, something, I, no, I have graces, irons and tights. Um, I, have, I have crafts too. Yeah, I'll take iron then. Iron and crafts. Okay. And then uh, plus two dice for the bombs themselves, using them up. So that's five dice. Yeah. A six Ooh. and two to two, two. So you strap these things to the end of a harpoon. Now all you need is someone good enough to shoot it. Here comes your actus, friend. Okay. Oh, God. Right. Uh, we ready? Everyone else is ramming. I'm good to aim up. Yeah. Is the Leviathan right there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sailing right at it as fast as I can. Yeah. Someone okay. give Leon a reroll. Cool. So I've got. Uh, can I go with sharps to judge the direction Hunt it's going? And just got reroll. Yeah. All right. I've got Hunt 2. Or it should really be shoot. Okay, shoot one, but um, my drive is bring down a Leviathan. Oh, yeah, that adds a dice. Oh, thing. yeah, that's cool. And would you get a yeah. bonus for shooting a weapon, like such as a harpoon? Yeah, and you can have a bonus dice for the harpoon as well. I should have thought okay. of that. So 4d6. Okay, come on. Yeah, uh, and I'll just add, I have specimen venom extract. And I'll just pour it on the harpoon. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just splash it's just everything. Yeah, splash it like yeah, all the way. Two fives and double. So your harpoon stabs into the beast, and it shrieks out. And the noise it makes is unholy uh, as it sl as it lashes around. And you realise that um, well and good, you've definitely harpooned the beast, but the harpoons are all attached to ropes. <laughs> you are now roped into the beast. But at the minute, not a problem because there is some slack in the rope as you're bearing down on it. Rog, could you please roll on the ships? Can I help him with my ancient engine? Your ancient engine would need a montage to be fitted. Oh, um, sorry. Never mind. I'm um, going to run down there anyway. I'm just trying. So roll three dice for the ship's speed, Rog. Uh, isn't it four? Didn't we establish that? Yes, sorry. Four dice for the ship's speed. And you can add up to two dice for your um, shoot skill. Oh, you don't have the shoot I skill. I don't have shoot skill. However, um, I have, have to the strike skill. My, uh, ancestors' wrongs. Well, there's an extra dice there then. So, so a yellow strike, barrel shoots along. Strike and making up for the wrong. So six. Yep. Whoa. We're being go. quite profligate with the um, adding extra um, dice yeah. things right now. I am yeah. going to sacrifice them to kind of really <laughs> add more oomph behind the ram. Okay. So you're going to cut one. So you cut the six, so that gets you a four and a five. So you ram the ship, and with a juddering... Oh, not have rerolls. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Am I supposed to have rolled another dice? Because I cut one of the dice off. How many you, dice you rolled did you have? Six. And you I rolled, rolled six, but you rolled five, so you sacrificed one dice already. Oh, sorry. No, 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 yeah, you, no, you no. sacrificed so the highest a... value dice. Yeah. You sacrificed the highest. Oh, no, that's true. You sacrificed the highest value dice. So, so you got, got double five five. doubles. So 
with a juddering crash, you slam into the side of Kizilakem with the hunter's moon, gouging open huge tears in its flesh further down the body from where the harpoon has already penetrated. You can already see fizzing and bubbling in the flesh around the harpoon head. And now there's like blood and ichor gouting out from the side of the serpent. You have injured this thing catastrophically already. Where, where is its eye right now? Its eye right now is about 30 <laughs> feet up. Oh, climb it. Tick. Tech draws his pistol, and as we're going to crash in, Tech opens fire with his revolver, um, and he's like so low. He's like, woof, he's aiming like hard. Okay. Um, Are you going to cut for impact? Uh, no, I, I'm not, because I'm just going to add impact with thunder. So I'm going to use another. You could thunder. still add more impact. Remember, impact. Um, okay. You'd then... be going from normal to high. If you wanted to do Leviathan damage, you kind of need to cut for impact to go to massive. Okay, then I'm going to cut for impact then and do double. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to roll six dice and I take out the, the highest one, don't I? Yes, you yep. do. Come on. <laughs> Did someone say I got a reroll a second ago? Yeah. Uh, yes. You got another one. Yes. Yeah. And one more. I mean, I Yay, five. <laughs> Look at that. So you, you take With out double, six, five and doubles. but you've got five and doubles. So it's a success with a minor complication. So you shoot uh, with your pistol through the eye of a train-sized snake, and the eye just ruptures. Like, poof, there's a splash of eye core as vitreous humor sprays through the air. And the snake shrieks and comes crashing down towards your ship. Ah, oh, I didn't think about that. I jump, <laughs> I jump off the side. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? A train is about to hit the ship. Uh, yeah. Can I? Can I use? Uh, can I use the whisper to, to get us out of harm, harm's way? I don't think a whisper is going to help you here. You're having a, a train land on you. <laughs> yeah, I can have a whisper that's called locomotive power. And like, just like, I don't know, something moves the, the ship out of the, out of the way. <laughs> so, okay, you want to, yeah, okay, you can use locomotive power. Um, it won't completely save the ship, but rather than pounding it into the tree line, it might do something else. So it saves not the ship, but you. Yeah, okay, I'll use locomotive power, Whisper. Is there okay, any way to so... set the ship out of the way? We just rammed stars. it. <laughs> Yeah, you've just rammed it. You're kind of <laughs> stuck in it, and it's collapsing on top of you. Oh, I know, but as in, you know, using the momentum of the ship with the mm. ram in it, kind of no, the, basically the curve it out of the way. Wedged in it. The, your best bet at the minute is um, Zika sort of shouting at the engine and turbocharging mm. things a little bit, mm. so that as the snake hits your ship, instead of powering it down into the undergrowth as it hits it snaps in half and the two halves of your ship go kind of spiraling away if everybody could make a grace and i'm going to elect dodge dodge yes roll that would be best leap. what about leap to leap onto the i'll take leap i'll leap yeah cool Oh, climb. <laughs> Can I use scars? Remember, the wild sea is, teaches harsh but useful lessons. Yes, that one's the reason that's so powerful. <laughs> is that, oh, we've all jumped off the ship and hurt ourselves. I got one, two, three. 
I was oh, trying well. to save a lemur. I got distracted. <laughs> oh yeah, Hexa boss. Heck, <laughs> oh. effortlessly. As the ship folds up, Tech walks up the wing and then steps onto the snake. And as the snake plummets into the undergrowth, steps off onto a tree branch. <laughs> I'm going to my friends is why you drink. Revan throws himself off with a grappling hook and swings out. My I'll, Hugh... I, I've got grace only, so I've got two. <laughs> Ooh. So, Arblag and Mayhew oh, and next Barn to each other. Yeah, right. At the are <laughs> much less fortunate. Kind of crash into each, each other. other. I'm holding this giant <laughs> engine that I thought I could attach to the ship. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're sort of on the edge of a branch, dangling over the undergrowth as the flaming wreckage of the hunter's moon descends down either side. Oh God, they were Half people on board. Tangled. Oh yeah, they got all the, the prisoners. prisoners. We saved. <laughs> saved. We didn't Did save them. I'm more worried about the lemurs. No, because they were below deck, weren't they? Yeah, they so all went down the the Many of the well. lemurs have leapt to safety <laughs> oh, in the good. trees. Uh, so Mayhew is hanging on to a tree branch um, with Barnes and um, Arblag kind of clinging onto his legs. Spiky. Yeah, climb up me. Yeah. I'm holding on to the spikes. <laughs> Over oh. on the wheel, you can see um, Jim's character just kind of stood there with his axe sort of looking at you. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the wheel. <laughs> the wheel's where I was jumping to. So there's that merchant ship still on there that was in pretty good nick. <laughs> so... Oi, guys, I, I don't think that's going to buff out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I see the others from where I am? You can, and they're perched precariously over a ledge, hanging over a fall that would certainly be their end. As the flaming wreckage of your ship descends into the depths, wrapped about with the copper remains of Kizil Ekem, the fearsome serpent, crashing and plummeting down into the darkness under the eaves. And we pan out from there onto a wide shot of this sort of dark brown tree cover, leaving flames burning and the wheels sort of shaking and rattling and gradually slipping and sliding its way into the undergrowth. As you perch in your various locations around there, wondering how you're going to get out of this sticky predicament. And we'll end it there. Yay. Hey. Oh. That was so good. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Thank ben. you so much, guys. Thank you. Yeah, that, that was really cool. A lot that was of fun. Awesome. And that's a brilliant game. So the guys at Wild Sea yeah. should be righteously chuffed with what they've produced there. I'm really looking forward to the next iteration of the playtest. Really looking forward to the final version. And it's going to be awesome. It yep. looks amazing. Thank you so much to our audience for coming along and supporting us, as always. Yes. Don't forget, this is the month of one-shots on Garblag, so join us on Thursday when Pete is running. Rifts. Rifts. It's going to yeah. be crazy mental fun with um, Sir Robin, the Cyber Knight, and Tarquin, <laughs> the, the 
Glitter Boy, <laughs> the Glitter Boy, and uh, and Etel is going to be. Yeah, I, I'm I'm seriously thinking that with with the character crazy. being as edge lordy as he is, I might have to go with a name like Phoenix Dark Dirk. Or oh something yes, like that. absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Give me two minutes and I'll get the. Um... Brave Sir Robin has his own band of minstrels. <laughs> <laughs> and then next Tuesday is Tales from the Loop with Millie the GM. He's coming on as a guest slot on Tigarblag to run us through a little tale from the loop. And our patrons are currently voting on who gets to be what in that, I think. I'm just about to set the vote up on the uh, Patreon poll channel. Splendid. Hang on. Bear with me one second. I'll get the... Uh... But Garblag is doing a December of one shots. So we've got that. We've got some games coming up at the weekend. We've got a Flint and Steel one shot that is now semi public that Roger's going to run. It's his first game to run on channel, I believe. Yes. Um, we're doing those dark places. Those dark places with um, the game's writer himself coming back to GM for us. Wrath and Glory. Yep. Orc Boys Orc one Boys. shot. I've got the Tuesday and Thursdays up on the screen right now. So splendid. So we got know. lots coming up, and then we've got the Great Garblag Game Show um, yes. towards the end as our little Advent Spectacular. Yes, absolutely. So please and do come and join us. And the Twilight Two Thousand Alpha. Oh yes, of course, Twilight Two Thousand as well. Now and the, next um... Thursday is actually Mythic Odysseys of Theros that Jim is. Yes, which run. Jim is running. Equinocles. And here we have a fine stallion who can sing. Hello. You see me a tea blast. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a, a weird one next Thursday. We've got some interesting one shots coming up. It's going to be lots of fun. We're just having a we bit have. more fun over the, over the festive period. And then in the new year, we're going to be hopefully getting some more people on the channel and doing some new games and doing more games with, I think, Wednesdays opening up as we get more producers on board. So more games on Garblag. So come and join if you're new. Uh, if you're checking this out on YouTube later, then please come and follow us on Twitch. And if you're watching on Twitch, go and check out our YouTube as well. Hopefully Roger's putting the link in the chat right now. Um, yeah, there's loads of stuff going on. We've got the Discord. Uh, where everyone's having great conversations and we've got the patreon where we share some of the resources we use in our shows and uh, there's loads of free stuff on there as well so you can go and you can go and check that out and there's a link there as well uh, thank you and for any of our viewers who don't speak any turkish i will now let the big reveal out Ooh. kizil ekem yeah, the, the great snake. snake. No, it's better than that. It means Red October. Ah, oh, oh, Red oh. October. Brilliant. Love it. Yes. So was, we've just done the hunt for Red October. Well, I was a bit worried that um, with Cordyceps that um, Jim was going to get zombified. Yeah, it was a risk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was good. But what yeah. do you guys think of that game then? That's oh, I, really game. I really enjoyed yeah. it. I love it's got a very, very narrative feel to it. Mm. Like you and can I do think just lots of exploration stuff yeah. with it. Like and the way you justify to... how you're using your skills and edges and things, I think yeah. it's make you kind of give it again that more of a narrative feel. The you opportunity know, oh, to justify why you're doing what you're doing yeah, exactly. and what your role is. It mean it's uh, it's almost like 
Mage the Ascension, when you were doing magic in that, you have to justify the use of certain powers. Mm. So it's got a very similar narrative feel to that in that you're explaining why you're using instinct on your role. So you can do the same thing with about four or five different roles in slightly different yeah. ways. As long as you're, you're a good player and you don't take the piss and... Uh, yeah, I mean, and obviously, I'm it, use it, my it could iron be because the thing I'm looking at is made of iron. It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> you know. get in the sea. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> yeah. It's, got, it's got a lot of room for really kind of detailed cinematic play. Yeah, yeah. it's also um, quite good if you wanted to do something longer term as well, because like you say, it's just a vastly expansive world. Like you can, yeah, I love yeah, it. and I you could literally to... combine any whisper with any um, map to have a, a little inkling of a play so if somebody says oh, i want to combine my whisper with my map to get this mm. you would say okay well they work together to come up with this and you've got a plot hook right away that you can go out and investigate yeah, yeah. Um, in a longer running game you've also got more time to do montages and exploration phases and having um, your random encounters out there on the sea with um, what you find during your watches during your day's sailing um, so I had to skip you... past the second and third iterations of that yeah. because we, we only had a few hours to have a go yeah. at it. So, so can yeah. skills get better as you go along, as you progress? The character progression rules aren't out yet. They're coming out, I believe, in the next iteration of the playtest rules. So I will let you know then. Um, but I would I would say it's pretty quite easy to work out how you would improve skills. I'm assuming it's to do with the montages. Yeah. Well, montages are like um, what you do during a day, but you could have a longer montage. So at the end of a story, you would bulk up a skill or a stat, mm. or you find something that confers a trait. So while you've just lost your ship, for example, you might now get your hands on that merchant ship and turn that into something a bit more useful by scavenging what you can from the rest of the sticking my bolting it engines onto on their it ship. Like that. Yeah. Sticking <laughs> your ancient engine on there and yeah, doing cool. odds and sods like One that. Like is you're, you're given a very obvious step to have a length of time between encounters. So whereas some games you play, it's like you could be like an alchemist type, and you're like, well, I want to craft something. It's like, yeah, but you're in the middle of camping, and like there's only technically like 10, 30 minutes between your encounters. Mm. Whereas this, you can quite justify going, okay, you're going to be sailing for two days. So what do you guys want to do? Yeah. I really like the idea of tracks as well. We didn't make um, the maximum use of it here because it would need like a bit of scratch paper and. But you could say, OK, so you've got a four track journey ahead of you and you just mark each one as you successfully complete it. Mm -hmm. And it works on your um, traits and abilities and stuff as well. So you've got advantages that you can use a certain number of times before you have to refresh them, repair them, tidy them up and stuff like that. And then you've got like a lot of synergy between different characters. So if you've got a character who can repair things, it works really well with someone who uses stuff a lot to smash stuff up. Yeah. So having a rattle hand in the group like Zika was playing is really, really useful, especially in a long-term game, because then when your stuff starts to get damaged, then the rattle hand can spend their montages fixing the stuff that got broke. So you want to protect your rattle hand in the fight mm. scenes so they don't take any damage that needs a montage to heal. So yeah. what, what and hackers you can do? I picked it because it sounded cool. Say again? What are hackers, what are they supposed to do? Because I picked it because it sounded cool. Yes, yeah. it's basically... Uh... A lumberjack. 
It's sort of like a lumberjack. Yeah, it's like the fighter <laughs> equivalent of a lumberjack. Hackers yeah. clear out a path for other people to follow. It's a pathfinder. Okay. They're literally hacking it's down the plant. Scout fighter kind of thing. Um, you go out okay. in front of settlers and you make it safe for settlers to come there. Okay. If I'm a scout fighter, I probably want to work on getting anything that could give me observation. <laughs> mm. I yeah, know I've got I've, nothing. Yeah, I really like how colorful and exotic exotic the setting is. It's mm. really like it really lets your imagination flow. And it's and, very unique. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Ships mm. traveling through treetops is yeah. yeah. Just just from the getting off point and then suddenly the races are old cactus people, spider colonies that exist in the shells yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the and Tesla Cray really powers stuff. is called skin lottery. And <laughs> you won the skin lottery, and therefore you have an intact skin and can pass as a member of one of the other races. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I was amazing for, for, for the Frankenstein guy. Like, when you created this character, I was like, oh, Ben was reading my mind. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, there, there wasn't, I had like, I have some ideas for the character, but there just wasn't enough time to implement everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, this game is, I, I love it. And yeah. I'm really, so I think someone said earlier that they're hoping to open up late pledges on the Kickstarter they ran. I genuinely hope they do because I really know. Yeah, I think they're all on the rule book. Yeah. And yet, like I, can... I said, they hit 750% funding. So uh, they know there's a market for it. It's clearly been very, very popular. Their Discord is just mental. You can't get in there without everything just like overflowing with people discussing ideas and coming up with plans so we'll probably throw a link for their discord in as well if that's all right with you pete yeah and it's all right with them because but you know you can also find it from um their website and from their kickstarter so there's plenty of signposts that point you in the right direction and I hope that if they were watching tonight, that they feel that we did the game justice in our own inimitable way. <laughs> yeah, I think they were they were they were. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered the mushroom thing again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got something for the end, just to get it. Ooh. Oh. If he goes off and gets hallucinogenic mushrooms and gets us kicked off the Twitch. <laughs> or, or, or a skin full of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, uh, he, he knocked Camera. over his iPad. Ah, here it is. Hey, big mushroom. Mushroom. Hey. <laughs> hey, Pete. <laughs> Hello. Need some googly eyes for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I now really want this game. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it was very, very cool. cool. I love it, and I hope we play more we'll on the to channel. Bring it back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, you should definitely find like a spot for another one shot. Perhaps or a one shot. Rules two has dropped. We could yeah. do a one shot yeah. to explain what's changed and do yeah, a little yeah. bit more, and then perhaps yeah. do a campaign once we get the full rules. Be the party going out to find out what happened to your previous party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... I have no idea what, what's happened to my character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sent out a bunch of guys with a brand new ship. Could you go and find out what happened to them? <laughs> Sorry, we broke your ship. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping I can return to Revan because I actually really enjoyed playing him. They're based in the UK. Cool. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. I think the publisher's American. 
And if they want a uh, a channel to stream their game, then they can just drop us a line and maybe we can do that for them. Cool. I promise to learn the rules better. Uh, and we'll and avoid we'll horny mushroom moments. So. Oh, yeah. Horny mushrooms. That's yeah, beautiful. I think we, we were pretty spot on with the rules. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see anything erotic in what happened. That's, what, <laughs> that's on you guys. That's how you read the situation. For me, it was just weird. Thank you, Leon. That wasn't how I pitched it either. <laughs> Too late. It's out there. It's out there, Ben. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, okay. On that note, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. It's been a fantastic evening. Although we had a couple of technical hiccups, Thank you for sticking with us. Um, we don't normally have seven people in the stream at the same time. Um, so uh, thank you very much. On Thursday, we've got Rifts. Let me put that image up again. On Thursday, we've got Rifts. Then next week, it's Tales from the Loop and Mythic Odysseys of Theros with D&D 5th Edition. And then the week after, we have The Night Before Nobmus in Wrath and Glory 40k role-playing game. Uh, and then on the Thursday, we have the Twilight 2000 Alpha. Uh, we also have um, Jonathan Hicks returning with those dark places, a flint and steel one shot, flint and steel, and <laughs> we have the great Garblag, great Garblag game show of Garblags. So uh, stay with us, stay safe, follow, like, subscribe, comment, join us on Discord, go to the Patreon, all that stuff. See you later. Thanks very much for joining us. Bye bye. Farewell. Bye. 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 Bye.